What about hot air balloons? Because I don't know what it is about hot air balloons to me. I just find them so hilarious. That uh, would you ever get in a hot? Air I've balloon? been in a hot air balloon, of man. Guy, but you're like I, a bald eagle <laughs> in a human's body. I swear to Christ. I've been in a hot air balloon. To be perfectly honest with you, it was the morning after my birthday, and I was smashed. Like I, that, that was the worst. <laughs> and that was hot air that was the trip. worst idea. I mean, look. <laughs> at the time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Sunday Sauce, your grandmother's favorite podcast, or as our lovely guest right here loves to call it, the Sunday Salsa. La Salsa. La Salsa. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> Today is going to be special. We're going to jump right into it. We have our professor from, well, we've said it a million times. I was going to ask if you're comfortable with us saying, but Adelphi University, our professor, yeah. when we were in drone class, where me and Phil met, Eddie Kostakis, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Round of applause. Yeah. How you doing, man? What's going Dude, on? I've been all right. I've been all right. You know, it's a different world from last time we saw. I saw you guys, man. It's, it's a, a much way different, different world. world, isn't it? Very. So we were in class, what, two or three years ago? <clears throat> two. Two years ago. And I haven't seen you since then. Right, I don't think right, you've right. seen him either at school, nope. right? I've seen you guys like on your uh, on your on your YouTube and your podcast and doing this show. And yeah. So I've I've seen you guys a little. So bit. So when I hit you up and I said, "Do you want to come on the Sunday Sauce?" Yeah. I was like, First what? impressions. What, <laughs> I was were, we, like, what were we feeling? I, I'm sorry. I don't know why anyone want to listen to me. <laughs> well, dude, it's it's a great story. We actually talk about you a lot, believe it or not, That's because <laughs> without you, we would have never became friends. What really? Yep. We met in your class. Are you serious? Yep. Swear to God. Oh, dude, no way. And I, I thought you guys were friends before then. No. Dude. And I was excited to tell you that because I'm like, I don't even think he knows. But literally, we we became friends because of like the icebreaker at the beginning of class. You said like, say one interesting thing about yourselves. And we're going around I the room. That? Yeah. Oh, and we got, to, we got to Phil. <laughs> we got to Phil. He's like, yeah, I'm a YouTuber. And immediately my head was like, mm-hmm. I'm also a YouTuber. Let's talk about this. And we literally, wait, how, how many subs were you at when we were in that class? That was literally a week after. Like my video popped off. Yeah, so the first big one. I went from like 700 subscribers to like 9,000. And I thought I was like hot shit. I thought I was like the man. I was like, yeah, I'm a YouTuber. And this man looks me in the eyes. He's like, oh, really? I'm a YouTuber too. <laughs> it was it was an instant bond. And then we yeah. just became closer. We actually had the idea for the show in your class. It just took us like two years of procrastinating to finally get it done. That's but. incredible. Wow. I had no idea about any of this. Yeah. So thank you for. <laughs> so how did that all come to be? What made you go from just doing all the drone stuff to actually wanting to teach people about it? How did that opportunity come up? Uh, So at the time I was working for a drone manufacturer based out of the city uh, for a Chinese manufacturer. And they had an office in the city. And I... I I had gotten an email from someone over at Adelphi and they're like, Hey, uh, we're looking to put together a course. Uh, we'd love to see if you're interested in it. Uh, it would be great to have someone who's still involved in the industry and, you know, it is new and, you know, to have a younger, um, professor in it would be, uh, it'd be interesting. I was like, sure, I'll come out. I'll, I'll check it out. So they asked me to put together curriculum and stuff. I sent it to them and, uh, we set the whole course up. Uh, it was at the time I, I, I didn't really have the time to make it really fit in my schedule for everything I was doing. Cause I was working in the city. Yeah. I had my, that nine to five. And then we had the class, what was it? Once a week. Yep. Something like that. Wednesdays, right? I think. It was right? like three hours though. Wednesday. It was like three hours. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. And, um, I was, I had a hard time like figuring out how I was going to make it work in my schedule, but I had never thought I'd ever be asked to teach at a college or at any uh, school for that, for that matter, because, for the longest time, my father never thought I'd make it out of college. Wow, really? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Like I would look. I was an average student. I was okay. You know, I wasn't. I wasn't anything crazy. But um, you know, there were moments in time where you know some decisions I had made in life, like joining the Marines and this and that. You know, it starts to throw a couple of um, monkey wrenches into the whole plan. And 
uh, there I was with the opportunity to teach at a college, and I was like, you know, this is this is this is gonna be amazing. Let me let me let me let me go ahead and try. And I, for the most part, I already teach people. That's what I was doing for the company I was working for, uh, teaching people how to fly drones. And I mean, it was always more like a, hey, we've got about 20, 30 minutes to get this done. Let's let's try to knock this out as best we can. Let me see what I could do for you guys. But now it was more of a, all right, let's lay out this curriculum. Let's lay out this plan. Let's have a further thing. And um, uh, it was interesting to see that they were super open about it. Did you find a difference between teaching people that signed up that wanted to learn and that was their main goal to learn and they had a passion about it versus sometimes a student, like you mentioned earlier, before we started recording, like yeah. they might see a class, oh, drone class. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. like some free credits for exactly. me to graduate. And, and look, I'll be honest with you. Like if I was, if I was in your position, I would have thought the same thing. I'm like, this is, this is, this is going to be a breeze. Forget that's it. what We're I gonna, did think. That's yeah. what I thought. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was like, so, oh, this is great. And then I saw you walk in. I'm like a young guy. It looks like we can get along. This is going to be yeah. great. And we did. And, and it was did. great. And you guys were always the funniest kids in the class. Anyway. Thank you. Like, these guys, I'm like, this guy, dude, I swear to God, like every time I look over, I'm like, why is Finney smiling? <laughs> I'm like, why is he smiling? So I'm like, what is going on? Uh, but it was it was interesting to see just because I always knew that there were going to be those guys in the class because it's college. Look, I mean, for a while, I was that kid too. Yeah. I get it. Um, but it was to see also how seriously people were taking it and how they wanted to take it. And I'll be honest with you, like when I, when I submitted the curriculum for that course, uh, when I sat in front of you guys on the first day, you know, and I was like, Hey, all right, guys, like, here's the curriculum. I have a take, you know, take a look at it. Here's what we're going to be covering this and that. And I was looking at it. I'm like, God, you know, the, yeah, all this is the formal stuff. And we're going about it. But I was like, if there was one serious main goal that we could have for this, I would love for you guys to come out of this with the part one Oh seven license. Right. And I think you guys, you guys went and you took it, right? You got, yeah, I got my, got Phil, my you got, you got, right I don't here. know, Phil, you got a look on your face. Like, yeah, like right. it in the wallet. Like you, like you faked it or something. Right there you go. Oh my word. It's right there. Phil, what's up, guy? Beautiful. No way. That's incredible. So if you were in that class, it was because you had some interest in being able to make money off of using drones one way or another. And I didn't really have much of an interest for people who didn't want to, because if you were in that class, I wanted, you know, for people to be serious about it. And you know, we didn't have too much time uh, because it was a, a once a week uh, sort of scenario. And, you know, we had the weather against us as well because it was going into the colder yeah. months, right? There were a lot of days where and it was that just was rainy and yeah, freezing. That was uh, so it was, you know, time was of the essence. And I wanted to make sure that everybody that was there was serious about what they were doing. And um, to be able to finish, if you know, you get out of college, a lot of people go to college for a certain degree. Like, I don't know, they want to be a teacher. They want to be this. They want to be that. They want to be a banker. They want to be finance. But a lot of people don't end up working in that sort of stuff. And because there are other follow-up things that you have to go for and do and connections, this and that. Whereas in that course, once you're done with that course, you can make money right away. You're good. Off of that. You're done. So I know that I've done whatever I can to set you guys straight for whatever comes after college. Because at that point, once you have that license, if you don't make money off of that license, it's just because you haven't decided, you've decided not to. Not because you can't. So I, I I wanted to set you guys up for the best success that I could uh, with the small amount of time that we had. So yeah. That's why on the first day of class, I was like, raise your hands if you guys want to make money at the end of this course. <laughs> Everybody's hand just shot up. Yeah. Now, along that path, there were some people who started to trickle back a little bit, weren't really so sure, this and that. But, you know, the ones who wanted to make, uh, the ones who wanted to get the license actually ended up doing that. I think there were maybe like one or two that, that really I'm pretty sure able... Elena, her name was, right? The tall girl? She still works in drones. Yeah, she, yeah, she, she still took off drums. right after college. Yeah, started dude. Doing... I had introduced her to an uh, organization where women uh, fly drones and she's still doing that. And she's, she's actually, till now, uh, she's 
teaching people. That's if awesome. you can imagine, <laughs> she's out there teaching people, dude. She's a mini you. I mean, she is. She is her own person. She's doing great. I'm happy to see that because that's another problem in the in the in the industry. I remember if you guys remember that. I was <clears throat> surprised to see there were maybe like three or four ladies that were in that were in the class um, that were taken. I said, you know, you guys. I hope you guys really follow through with this because you guys represent a small portion of you know what, what's going on out there, and you know. Once you guys go out, then you start to talk to, you know, other, other females in the industry and you start to network and then you decide to bring other more, more into them because it's, it's a very small population of, of, of it that, uh, of the you know, ladies that are doing this and there should be more like it's, it's overwhelmingly the majority is men. Yeah. So, so how did you stumble upon drones? Oh, dude, that's a great question. That was, that's what I was going to get to yep. before where, you know, I, you know, sometimes things happen for a reason. Some things have to do with luck. Some things have to do with where you're at and you know, how you position yourself. So Here's the legend. <laughs> Here Buckle up. Goes. Here we go. Here it goes. <clears throat> so my buddy Pablo, he's my business partner for Zismo Media, uh, my drone production company. Uh, we met at Queens College and um, we'd always go out and have fun, you know, just like you do when you're at college. And uh, we realized that you know, we weren't really big on Thanksgiving, you know, with family at least. So like uh, we had a couple of friends there that were like, oh, you guys want to come with us to this, this homeless shelter, Bowery Mission in the city? I'm like, it sounds like a great idea. And then after that, we'll just go out and have a couple of drinks. Fantastic. So we go there and we start volunteering. We're like, you know what? This is great. We met a bunch of really great people. We did that year after year after year. We did that for like, I don't know, maybe two, three years. Then I joined the Marine Corps. Uh, I disappeared for about a year and a half, two years. And uh, I decided to want to keep going back there for Thanksgiving because it was such a great, I thought it was such an interesting thing. Like it really is great for the soul to meet wonderful people and, and to help out and give back to the community. Uh, so... We decided to reestablish, we started to keep going back to that. Uh, but now that I was in the Marine Corps, I wanted to add another level to it. Uh, the Marine Corps has a program that's called Toys for Tots. So I'm sure you guys are aware of, you always see it all around Long course, Island. Yeah. You go into a store, there's a box, you drop off a toy, and then they deliver it to some organization, a couple of kids around the city, wherever. Uh, so I had talked to the head of the Toys for Tots department at my um, battalion, which is Six Com Battalion, which is located at Floyd Bennett Field as a communications battalion. And I was able to get a couple of toys from them uh, so I could bring it to uh, to the homeless shelter, mm -hmm. the Bowery Mission. And so I pitched it to them like, yeah, that'd be great, whatever. So I went, I dressed up in my blues, in my in my Marine Corps uniform, and we'd be there. I'd just stand there and hand out toys to the kids that were coming with the families. Because That's there was awesome. the way it was is uh, for Thanksgiving, the way the Bowery Mission does it is that it'd be a long line. They'll bring in, I don't know, 100, 150 people. They'll sit, they'll have their dinner, they'll move out. Another line of people will come in and then that goes through the entire day all the way into the evening. So a couple thousand people come in wow. and a few, I would say somewhere near like maybe about a hundred kids would come through there. So we started doing that. It was like two, three years that I had done that. And then there was a gentleman that come up to me and we become pretty good friends as uh, the years had gone on. And, and we, you know, we, we saw each other pretty much only at Thanksgiving, but it was always for that. And they were always super grateful for it. And he was starting this non-for-profit organization and he needed a picture of the torch of the Statue of Liberty to be taken uh, for as the emblem or the symbol for his company, right? And uh, at the time, he knew that my my business partner and I we had just we had we were just starting our production companies, Ismo Media, and had nothing to do with drones. We were just you know camera, a couple of mics, some lights, and let's go and shoot, you know uh, shoot whatever we can. Uh, he's like, yeah, I was trying to get this picture, and I just I couldn't. It was just too expensive to hire a helicopter, but I found this one dude. I found this one dude with a, a remote control helicopter with a camera in front of it to go take the picture. And, but he was the only one. He's the only one I could find. He goes, you guys should do that. 
nobody else is doing this. It's going to be huge. There's no way it's not going to be huge. So I take that idea, I put a pin in it, you know, throw it in my back pocket. You know, we'll figure out what we're going to do with that later. I started thinking about it and I called up my buddies, my, 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 um, my business partners at the time. I was like, I'm going to need a thousand dollars from each of you. This is what we're going to do. It's time to manifest. Exactly. Let's Here go. it comes. Here it capital. comes. I'm like, yeah, 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 exactly. I'm like, we need some capital. We got to figure out how we're going to get into this and how we're going to build it, how we're going to program. How we, we're, there's going to be a lot of crashes. There's going to be a lot of stuff involved, but we're going to figure this out because this is going to be it. Forget it. I'm like, all right. Uh, and then, uh, you know, fast forward 12 years, here I am with you cats <laughs> teaching wow. at Delphi University and, you know, working for, you know, drone manufacturers, got my own um, business going on. And it's, uh, it's been a pretty interesting ride, especially like at the time when we had first started. Um, so that was 12 years ago. That was about 12 years ago. You, yeah. you, I don't even think I, people, you guys the, weren't thinking about people it. don't no, know about drones 12 no, years ago. No. This is at least in the last, what you say, five years. It's been even four, five, six years. Yeah. It's been like, like starting to pick up quite a bit, but uh, now it's a common thing. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah I got yeah, a drone. Yeah, I have exactly. a drone. My friend has a drone, but like in 2000, whatever it was, yeah, yeah, nobody exactly. knows what the hell. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. What did like the drone technology look like? Oh, it was God awful. Oh, it was God awful. <laughs> like there was a lot more, there was a lot more crashing involved than flying. Um, the stuff was not as reliable. There just wasn't really much information. This stuff didn't come to you with instructions and a manual and forget it. And when it did, it was in some other language. Right. Like the first stuff we started flying was all, it was a German, was this German, it was called microcopter. And you know, it was, it was when you could figure it out, but that's, that, I mean, you know, the Germans are very good at what they do, but the problem is that they over-engineer absolutely everything. You know, you ever sit in a, you ever sit in like a Porsche or something or try to figure out the radio? Nobody can oh, figure it out. Overly complicated. Nobody can figure it yeah. out. And but it's when you can figure it out, it's wonderful at yeah. what it does. But it's 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 incredibly difficult to figure it out. Also, there weren't there wasn't a lot of support at the time, uh, like forums and stuff like that, where people knew what they were doing and what they were talking about. You know, so it was it was very difficult to get this stuff dialed in and tuned in right, uh, to be able to function in the matter that you were. Uh, advertising yourself to be functioning, mm. right? So it was, um, it was, it was a whole nother ball game back then. And how long did it take you guys until you felt established and you felt, yo, this is, we did it. We took that advice, we rolled with it, um, and it worked. When the first check came in, when the first check usually came in. when that <laughs> <that's laughs> happened, yeah. When the first check came in, and you'll, you'll, it, it's, it's an interesting story. We actually, we shot a, um, our first client was uh, the college you graduated from. I went to Queens College. And so we pitched them because the campus is a very pretty campus and it's very close to the, it's pretty close to the city. Mm -hmm. And you can actually see the city from some parts of the campus. Straight shot, really nice, nice view. And uh, so we approached the uh, media department. We're like, hey, look, we'd love to do like an aerial tour of uh, the campus. And like, oh, this sounds great. We showed them a couple of samples, this and that. Uh, and then maybe like two or three weeks later, before we even did anything for the college, like we already had like the whole amount was already paid out. We're like, <laughs> I'm like we didn't get Pablo. This I'm like Pablo. We we can make money off this. Like imagine that because That's awesome, man. the entire time, like you know, my dad is old school. You know, I mean, I see your dad is old school too. Very, you know, yeah. like your dad is old. Like the look he gave me before I walked into the house, he was like, <laughs> like I owed him money. Like I'd never seen this cat uh -huh. before, and I'm like, do I owe you money? <laughs> like that's the kind of look he gave yeah. me. You want to know something crazy? What? So you did. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Fordham's graduation in 2015. I did. I was there. You were there? And you I, might be in a shot. You were know. there, dude. I, that was me. I looked me. up. That was I, me. I saw the drones and yeah. I was like, that's crazy. They got drone photography. Like, yeah, Flying yeah, around dude. over here. And then later I find out I'm on his Instagram 
It was him. That is crazy. Zismo Media. Yeah. Imagine that. I'm telling you, man, sometimes things just fall into into place a little bit too well. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's like small signals here and there, but not knowing what they're trying to signal. That's right. the hard part, like trying to figure that out. So, um, you know, at the time when we finally first got that check, like it was, you know, when you're starting a business, it, it, nobody can open a business and start making money right off the bat unless yep. you're buying into some sort of a franchise or something like that. You know, it's very difficult, uh, especially, I mean, you guys understand like you're, you're, I mean, you guys are trying to, you know, you guys obviously have your setup here. I don't know if you're looking to do other shoots or whatever, but it ain't that easy, especially no. in a market that's super saturated like New York for media and video production. The barrier to entry in anything no, media yeah, is, is dude, impossible. Uh, forget it, man. You got to do a, you got to do a few years for free before yeah. you can even start making any money. And I, that's God. I was lucky that after thirteen months, I got like my first check from YouTube, and I was like, "Wow, I, I can do this." But yeah, you for, see, yeah, right. For most people, it's like it could be like five years. Before right. It right. took me like three years of making like three dollars a month. Right, and that's a rough ride. But the problem is that a lot of people don't know that that is like that. That that's the process, you know. So it's ex- extremely discouraging along the process because we were investing so much money and so much time. Dude, when I was, when I was in college, dude, before we got involved in drones, like we were out partying yeah. Monday to Sunday. Yeah. Forget it. Forget yeah. it, man. Forget it. Like there was no stopping that. And then once, once we got involved in drones, my, my Fridays, my, my Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights were in my dad's basement. Parts, propellers, motors, wires, cables, batteries, gimbals, chargers, gimbals, grind, cameras, man. lenses, all over. It looked like a grenade went off in the in, mm-hmm. in, in the yeah. ba- in the basement. And my dad was like, "Eddie, what are you doing, man? Are you making any money?" I'm like, "No, dad, but we will, we will." But there's enough time where that goes on where it still feels discouraging, you know? Where yep. you like you see other people around you are making money and they're doing their nine to five and they're, but you believe in something that much and it's all it takes is for that. One thing to come through. You got yep. your check from YouTube. You got your check from YouTube. I got my check from the college. And that was that, yep. that yep. push that pushes you in there. And you're like, this can happen. Mm-hmm. This can work. And for a lot of people, that time is extremely discouraging to them. And they just fall out of it. And I, I'm, I'm, I feel sad about that because a lot of very good, like, good, uh, like talent gets lost that way. Yeah. But, you know, if you have the dream, if you have the drive to want to do that, you can make it happen, no matter what it is. You can make it happen. Well, that's the biggest thing, because a lot of people fall out of it because it takes so much time and a lot of you know aspects of business to make it, quote unquote. Right. If you don't have the passion, right. I tell people all the time. They ask me all the time on my live streams, like, "What do I do to start making YouTube content?" I go, first of all, you got to want to." Right. If you don't have passion for whatever you're doing in your life, right. I, you're already at a disadvantage from the guy next to you that loves what they're doing mm-hmm. and is you know putting in those sleepless nights trying to make it happen. Because look at someone like Kevin Hart. I'm pretty sure he didn't even become famous till he was in his late 20s, early 30s. Right, right, right. And right. now he's the biggest comedian in the world. So it's like right. you got to believe in yourself that you can do that and you have to put the work in. Yeah. And the work is what a lot of people are afraid of because I, you know, just looking around, we all live in such an instant gratification type of society where, well, I, I put out two, three podcasts. I, I barely got any views. Like, Dude, you know how many people sleep in their cars yeah. just to like try to get things going yeah. mm-hmm. just because they don't have money and because anything that they have and they've invested in it is just that. In the meantime, like you're, you're like, you're okay. You like live in a place like you've got a roof over your head. Like it's, it's, it's that level of discouragement that really pushes a lot of people out. But for the ones that really, really want to, they all rise to the top. Yep. They all rise to the top. I have no, there are people like along this 12 years, you think I was the only one 12 years ago that wanted to, no, there are some cats that I came across that. Hey, I, I did some business with them. We became a partnership with that and this and that and whatever, but they just didn't have the drive and they're no longer in it. Are there any cats that like did have the drive and like you still like collab with them or? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the that number is a lot smaller now. Right. I'm going to put it at maybe 10. Now, like when we first started, now it's maybe like two. Hmm. Yeah. You know, and these guys were like the long hauler guys. Like yeah, yeah. They were the same type of guys. You know, there's, there's a great friend of mine. His name is Max Tubman. He runs a company called BFD Systems. They're uh, based, I believe, uh, just out of South Jersey, somewhere in South Jersey. I forgot exactly where, but they build like huge drones, mm-hmm. like really big drones. And he was into this back in the day because, of course, you, camera people, like they want to lift these larger these larger cameras with these larger lenses and that stuff is heavy and yeah. you got it. So they stuck with it and they're still around now and they're, they're doing tons of work for a bunch of different companies and like they... The sky's not even the limit for these guys anymore. Like they're just going. They're so, just yeah. going. You fly them all, right? Like small drones, mid-sized drones, yeah, big dude. rigs. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's here's the thing. It's from it's because of guys like you that drives this at least in in the past like maybe two three years who have a podcast and and or, or who have like a, a show that drive the newer tech coming in in many ways into uh, the drone stuff. I'm gonna give you an example. For the most part. We like to deal with these larger, heavier cinema type cameras. Mm-hmm. And then a, a couple of guys that were driving, uh, that were flying these FPV drones that we were talking about before, they started posting some sick videos, man, like just movement that we could never, ever be able to get to, you know, to, to happen with our larger drones. And now I find myself kind of outdated because mm. I didn't, I wasn't really up to snuff with that coin and that kind of stuff. Like, oh man, these guys are just kicking my butt here. I got to figure this crap out. So now I got to go out. I got to buy all these new stuff. I got to buy all these drones, these newer cameras, and just start getting into it. And just day after day after day after day, to just, just to go do that. The same way I did when I first got involved in drones, because this stuff moves fast. Right. This stuff moves really quick. And the stuff I'm flying today is going to be the rotary phone in, you know, a year from now. You know, it's, it's, it's quick moving and you got to stay on top of it if you want to, you know, be in the game and have some sort of legitimacy in it. Otherwise, sure. you're going to be, sorry, uh, you're going to be a drone boomer. In a sense. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> do you yeah, feel works. the need to constantly get the newest product from the best company, or do you feel like it's more about the, the pilot no. and the cinematography as opposed to the equipment that you're working with? Yeah. Uh, gear, to some degree, has a lot to, to be... It's uh, There's a lot to be said there, uh, to some degree. But you can put, you know, two, three-year-old gear in an extremely talented, you know, pilot's hand or, or uh, cinematographer's hand. And they'll give you stuff that the newer people can't give you with the with the with the better gear. Yeah. Just because to a certain degree it's about piloting. But then, you know, I put that to 50-50. And then to the other on the other side, it's about how creative can you be and what are your experiences in coming into this shot? Like, have you done something like this before? Like where have you flown in this area before? Do you can you see angles? Can you see shots before they even happen? You know, buying new gear is not going to give you that. Mm. And so so it's 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 a fifty fifty there. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's where I come from now. What's a typical day? Let's go typical week for you and your business. What are you doing? Oh man. So we do a lot of, uh, we do a lot of stuff for, um, HBO, Netflix, some, uh, some actual like, uh, film production, like major motion film production. Um, like a week or two ago, we were in a Dominican Republic shooting for a, for a major motion picture film. And we traveled back and forth quite a bit for that sort of stuff. Uh, real estate, um, commercials, documentaries, but you know, what's crazy. Like nowadays it's, there's a lot more content, like the way you guys are doing it now, like this online stuff, like, yeah, you yeah. know, it's, it's, it's not so much for like production products, it's more to like make a video yep. and we're going to make a video. And we just want a couple of shots for, I don't know, an Instagram commercial or this and that. And that's, that's been carrying on just fine. And, and the city has been great with it for the past like five years. But obviously after the, the whole pandemic hit, everything just came to a screeching halt. And, um, 
you know, production and just like everything else, you know, it really did just die. It did happen to catch us in a, in an okay situation where we were able to uh, make it through because production is starting to trickle back a little bit now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, we're, 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 we actually just started another company and, and um, it's called Aerospect. And what we do and what that company does is just to do facade inspections in the city, like in, around Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, wherever, wherever buildings are at. And because the way it works in the city is any building over six stories high has to have a facade inspection. I don't know. You guys remember that, that, um, that, uh, that woman that died in, in Times Square, um, last year over the winter, it was, it was, uh, late in the, late in the winter where, uh, she was walking to work, uh, Erica Tish, I think her name is Erica Tishman and a stone fell from a facade of the building and it, it, it killed, it killed her no. on her way to work. Yeah, no. So this is the kind of stuff that the city's battling with. And we're trying to introduce this whole idea of being able to use drones because it's a lot faster. It's a lot safer. It's cheaper. Mm. It just works for it. So we're starting to get into that as well. Uh, we're a lot of legislation, a lot of like talking with policymakers and councilmen and this and that. So we're as, as, as the work from the production side has pulled back. We are amping up uh, on that side. There's so much ap application for just the one drone device. Right, it's crazy. Right, right, you can right, do right. so much with a camera right. being able to be in the air. It's, right. it's pretty remarkable. So actually. do you guys remember um, what we talked about? I don't know if you guys remember that, but the avigation law in, in New York city. Uh, if you elaborate a little, I might. There's, there's like zoning, remember. right? Like, so there, there's some zoning, yeah, but it, like that's more for like um, uh, you're probably talking more like uh, uh, airspace. Yep. Okay, yeah. So there's a law that was written back in the 1940s or 50s. Oh god. That well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> All <laughs> Listen, these archaic laws that are yeah, still in dude, effect make a, no sense. Tell me to about me, it, man. man. So there's this law that was it's the avigation law, and what it states is that no aircraft can take off or land from any place that's not designated as an airport, and unfortunately for drones, that falls. Drones fall under aircraft, right. you know, they, they fall under that. So it makes it very difficult to be able to take off and, and land, uh, uh, in, in, in the boroughs. And, uh, that's what we that's really what we've been fighting for this whole time. And, you know, I mean, you see drone footage all the time of New York city for the most part. And really I see it, the NYPD are more like worried about, um, you know, people recklessly endangering and flying in places that they really shouldn't be flying. And for the most part, they don't really press too much on it. And, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for that. And, I think that to some degree they also see who is operating the drone and if it's being operated, you know, in a, in a, in a suspicious manner, then they start to, they start to come around. But other than that, they don't really um, bother you too much, but that's, that's really what we've been fighting for. Mm -hmm. That's really to, to get that law overturned. Once that's done, it's like the floodgate, the floodgates so open for this. Where do you take off from? I don't know what you're talking about. It <laughs> <laughs> might cut out. We, I don't we, know what you're talking about. about. <laughs> Just bleep. <laughs> it, I remember that though being a huge topic of discussion in our class where it was just like, there's so many laws that like there inhibit are. you from doing what you want to do creatively because yeah. you just can't fly in certain spots or land in certain spots. Or Yeah. Yeah. And, and depending on the airspace next to airports next to, you know, obviously you don't want to take off next to a precinct or anything like that or hospitals, but um, you know, there's, there are ways to do that in a civil manner, in a, in a diplomatic manner. Yeah. So, you know, that's yeah, not we, gonna say that that's what I do or I don't do. <laughs> that's not what I'm gonna say. We talked about this in the last episode. We were talking about how long, how far away are we from flying cars? Mm. And immediately my brain went back to our class and I was like, dude, the regulations yeah, for flying for, in the yeah, air with a vehicle are probably, we're probably so far from that. It might not even happen. It's just gonna be so complicated. Uh, we might see it in our lifetime. This we man has the... He has it. Yeah, you got we're, the inside scoop. <laughs> we, I, I, we're we're going to see it in our lifetime, for sure. Um, oh, wow. They're already doing it. <laughs> they're already doing some of that stuff out uh, in Asia. They're already doing some of that stuff out in China, where like uh, a couple of companies already have stuff that you can sit in 
and they're testing that stuff. And, you know, as far as like cabs and stuff, you haven't looked into this really. And you think like, I'm going to be able to get into my flying car at like 75, let's uh, say, you know, and just I, fly to Phil's house. Um, look, I'm an, I'm an optimist <laughs> about this stuff. I, I, I want to say, I mean, with the, how quickly things have been advancing, the tech is definitely outpacing the way regulation comes around mm. to support it. So is the tech going to be there? I I do believe that it's going to be that there. That is insane. Is the policy going to be around to accept that sort of stuff to happen? In some places, probably not in New York right away, but, you know, or in the United States, but in some places, you know, you can pull hop up, on a plane and go. Pull up to a red light in the sky. <laughs> well, that's the thing. There's so many aspects of like, well, what the hell happens when you actually get the car up there? Because there's no roads, obviously. Right. Well, um, I uh, actually over, well, well, um, while the pandemic was going on, I decided to go back and get my pilot's license. And so I, I, I finished that all that up. And so I always think about that sort of stuff. And I'm, I'm thinking like, oh man, how, how crazy would it be for just like somebody who doesn't really like have a license, just hop in a friggin', you know, in, in a, in a, in a little, in, in a drone to take them from A to B. And that I would, to that degree, I would assume that there would be some sort of a navigation system already set up uh, for uh single passenger or multi-passenger drones to, take people from A to B and uh, that's really going to be like highway, invisible highways in the skies. I mean, they already pretty much exist for commercial flight, mm. invisible highways in the, in the sky. So that's, that's, that's precisely what I would see for, for this sort of stuff. It's going to be super interesting to see what the, what, what the time does. I mean, hey, I'm excited to see this play it, out. Yeah, It's good. It, you guys should check it out. I think a company named Ehang, they already have, um, if you go to some of these uh, drone expos or to uh, some of the drone, um, uh, you know, where they all get together, even like one of these camera things. A lot of times they have these like passenger drones sitting around just for people like sitting around, and, like yeah. check it out, like not the test, but to like sit in and check it out and ask some questions. And it's, it's super interesting. Have you flown an actual plane? Yeah, you mentioned yeah. you got How's that? I want to talk about that. That's Dude, crazy. That's 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 on a whole nother level, man. I love it. I, it's something that I've wanted to get done. So actually, when I first started going to college, I went out to Farmingdale. I had first started at Farmingdale to go do that, but then um, to get my pilot's license to become a commercial um, uh, pilot. Uh, but then, you know, 9-11 hit and then things mm. just started getting a little crazy. The prices started getting out of control and I, like my family wasn't financially ready to accept that and I, I couldn't do that either. So uh ended up changing my major, but it's been a, like a real uh, lifelong dream of mine to be able to do that. That's awesome, man. And Congrats. so thank you. Thank That's you so much. And so I was like, if I'm not going to get it done now, uh, this is never going to happen. Yeah. Like while, while the pandemic was around, I was like, Screw it. Let's just go do it. And that's precisely what I did. And I, I love it, man. I take, I take my mom up. I take my brother up. I take my friends up. And it's it's super fun, man. It's it's one of the most incredible things that you could ever do in your life. And I, I, I wish that everyone had the opportunity uh, to be able to go at least to take an intro flight, you know? And, and if you guys ever want to go up, I'm more than happy to take you guys up so you can see what that's all about. Because that's there's nothing better, man. There's nothing better. I might better. need just like 10 tequila there. shots before I go up there. <laughs> I just got good with flying like last year, believe it or not. I was terrified. What? Drone? No, just actual planes. Yeah, being oh. a plane, yeah. yeah oh, being really? a plane scares the scares me really you didn't, you didn't strike me as one of those cats man no oh. yeah i don't know what it, ever since i was little i just being up thirty thousand feet in the air with like no control <laughs> all right we're not doing that no my plane the planes that yeah. i fly we're like at five six seven thousand we're not we're not going that seems that scary though because aren't the planes like really tiny they're we're not well they're not super tiny i mean they're small but it's not like you could like it's not like the wind stretch <laughs> out man it's not like you can hang out in the freaking i mean you'll be comfortable enough to be able to you know like look around and like move about so, around. I mean, how does that work you could so just cool. Do you have to like rent a plane? Do you have a plane? Uh, no. So I don't own a plane. Uh, I You buy in to become part of a club gotcha. uh, at an airport that has these clubs. And typically they'll have five or six planes or whatever. And 
So you'll, 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 you go online and then you schedule your time in a plane. <laughs> Jimmy, I need the plane. Yeah. yeah you go online, <laughs> <So sick. laughs> you schedule the plane, you tell them, you know, what block you're going to be going up, uh, you know, for how many hours and where you're going and, um, you show up and take the plane. Wow. What was the test like? Was it pretty rigorous or is it it's, pretty easy? Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's way more in depth than what it takes to get a drone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would, I, would, I would hope so. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, yeah. It's way more in depth than that. Uh, it, it takes a lot. It, it's months and quite a bit of money. It's by no means cheap. Um, but it's, it's once you actually get it, if you've actually been wanting to do it, if it's a passion of yours, if you really want to set your goal to like that, like I, I find it interesting for me to have just because like I'm so involved in the drone industry and, and, and I, many times I find myself having to speak on a regulation side and how FAA regulations take part in it. And, and so it's, it helps me to understand on the manned aviation, on the manned aircraft side, their concerns when it comes to drone operation. Mm. So at, when we're at a table, I can, I can, I'm looking at both sides of the, of the coin here where, okay, look, I totally get where you're coming from. And here's where this is coming from. Because many times like these, the, the people who are making the regulation and the policies, they are much older. They're much older and they've been in the game for 30 years, 40 years, and they don't want to look at drone stuff. You know, like yeah. these guys are just, they, they're afraid of change. And look, I get it. Uh, but you know, change is coming regardless of whether or not, you know, you like it. And so, you know, get with it, but there's a way, like, we got to like lubricate the situation. Right. <laughs> yeah. If you know what I mean? Ease into it. Ease into it. Exactly. Were there certain things from the drone stuff that overlapped in a, in a negative way? Like, was it confusing knowing something about a drone? And then when you were dealing with a big aircraft, no, is it different or is no, it all pretty much no, the same? No, no, no. Look, it's, 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 they were completely different. I mean, at that point, really the only thing that I had really to learn from the, from that, that the drone stuff brought over was more more like the maps and the reading of the sectional charts and um, uh, understanding weather uh, for the most part, you know, and maybe some radio stuff besides that. It's not really, it doesn't really transfer over, but if that's ever been a dream of yours and, you know, I've talked to a couple of people, I've talked to a couple of people and they're like, I've always wanted to do, I'm like, just go do it. That's the best advice I could give you. Just go do it because how many people do you know have a pilot's license? You You know, okay. You you see, you see what I'm saying? Like, and it's, it's just, it's one of the most incredible things that you will ever do in your life. And, and, if you have, I don't know, 250 bucks to spare, I mean, I know it's a lot of money, but go and go get an intro lesson to do that because it is incredible. And you have never done anything in your life like it. You've never done anything in your life like it. So if you got the time, if you got the money, I highly recommend you just go do it, you know, especially have, now. Have you ever been scared in the plane? Um, Like how safe are planes? <laughs> they're really safe. Okay. They are extremely safe, dude. They are on some rigorous schedules, like the, the maintenance schedules, the, the overhauling of the engine, you know, all the systems in the plane. Like I feel safer in a plane than I do driving in parts of Queens. That's what every pilot says. If you know what I'm saying. Like, you dude, seriously. Uh, and for the most part, whenever you really do look at it, like when you do hear of a plane coming down, nine times out of 10, it's like pilot error. Mm. It's not really that there was something wrong with the plane. It's, the pilot was disoriented or they, they didn't see something or did, did, didn't know something, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's almost, it's almost always pilot error. Like all drone crashes. Um, yeah, sure. You know what? Almost always pilot error. Yeah. That's I'll throw what, that in there. I remember that from the course. Yeah. I'll, I'll throw that in there. It's almost always pilot error. I mean, unless a bird just swoops out of nowhere, but you yeah, can yeah. probably and see that, it coming. And that'll right? help. Yeah. That'll happen. And that'll happen for yeah. sure. That'll happen for Birds sure. Birds freak me out with anything in the air, bro. Like you saw that, that there was that one time, didn't a bird. Wasn't that the thing with uh, with Sully? Didn't a whole thing of birds fly? Oh into yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. They the slammed up his engines. Yeah, yeah, they Jesus. slammed up his engines really bad. Uh, I I had a situation too where a what bird the hell stopping that? 
Nothing. <laughs> nothing. You have to do the nothing. swoop. Oh, you know, God. it's not, at that point, it's not even birds. Like, uh, I went up for a flight um, on uh, on Independence Day, July 4th. And uh, I went and I, I just, I wanted to see what it was like to see all the fireworks from the sky going off all over Long Island. And it was the most incredible thing I've ever I'm, seen in my yeah, life. It must have been insane. Dude, if you can like schedule a flight, if you can go up, go up. On July 4th, uh, just before the sun sets. And it's so crazy because like, so I, I flew to the city because I just wanted to do like a sunset of the city and it was beautiful. And I, I'm coming back. And as I'm coming back over um, Coney Island, none of the fireworks were going off over Long Island yet. And a couple of clowns starting shooting off fireworks in Coney Island. And two, three went off. And then a little bit as looking east, and then a couple of guys, it must have, I, I can imagine it happening on the ground. Like, whoa, 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 it's happening. Start firing everything off, just go. And then, dude, it just started going all the way out east. And then Nassau County lit up like a freaking Christmas tree. And then Suffolk County were like, no way, you're not beating us. And then everyone just started lighting everything. That's it was so monstrous. And dude, I was flying around for, I was flying around for maybe an hour and a half. Just the most amazing thing I'd ever seen in my life. Just oh, oh, fireworks. And there were some people that also lit some Chinese lanterns. So getting back to your to your whole bird thing. Dude, like I was oh, dodging Chinese lanterns just flying around. Like, I, you know, wow. you, just, you, you can't really tell like until they're so close. And it was like, oh my God. It's like some video game shit. Yeah, yeah. dude. It was, yeah, until it's not. Yeah. <laughs> until, until it's a Chinese lantern <laughs> until, right in front of your view. Until it's not. <laughs> what about hot air balloons? Because I, I I don't know what it is about hot air balloons to me. I just find them so hilarious that oh, dude, would you ever get in a hot I've air balloon? I've been in a hot air balloon, of man. Course. But guy, you're like I, a bald uh, eagle in a human's body. I swear <laughs> to Christ. I've been in a hot air balloon um to be perfectly honest with you it was the morning after my birthday and i was smashed like I, that, that was the worst <laughs> and that was hot air that was the trip. worst idea i mean look <laughs> at the <laughs> wait wait at the time I, I i was dating this i was dating this girl and um she wanted to surprise me with it and we had this crazy birthday party and and like i I had more than I should have to drink and whatever. So we wake up and we're driving like an hour north somewhere where a hot air balloon ride was waiting for us. Um, surprise, surprise for everybody else. There was another couple on this hot air balloon ride. And uh, so, yeah, we go up and uh, I just wasn't feeling well. I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah, Besides it, the hangover. Let's just, let's just, let's just put it this way. The um, balloon went up heavier than it, uh, we lost quite a bit of weight <laughs> while we were <laughs> while we were someone, up in the air. Someone may have been thrown up. <laughs> we lost a little it's bit of weight while we possible. were up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The science but, of those just don't make any fucking sense to me. The flame Hot air I, rising. The, yeah, but still, it's like the, being able to carry a basket of people yeah. is is remarkable. I don't want to. I don't want to go in one. It of was. It was. Yeah. You know, it was. You know what? It. If you have the if you have the time and the opportunity to do so, you absolutely should because it's it's another beautiful thing. It's like you're in a plane and everything's so noisy, and you know why you're moving through the air because this engine's making all this noise and right. the propellers pushing. It's totally okay. You see the wings, right? But then you're in this basket, just floating. And you just you just hear the wind. Going that doesn't by. scare you. You just dude to to a certain degree, it it gives you a little bit of vertigo, but you realize that. So long as that thing's got air in it, you're flying. But what if it are doesn't? Are we flying? Like, are we flying? Yeah, We're flying. It freaks me well, out. Yeah, well, yeah, look, like, it's not like the air is going to come out of it like that, right? right? You're you're okay. You're I get vertigo around. just walking to the bathroom. <laughs> I can't even imagine being up in the air. Dude, Jesus you got to get over that. You got because that's going to limit you for a lot of things. You know, like you said, you were mentioning that you just you know you just got over like getting into planes, right? Like, yeah. I'd say one day you do have to get into a small plane to get to this island where you need to shoot something or to do something. Like, you're going to let that hold what you back? What if your wife- Is there a boat nearby? Is there a boat? Is there like a little- Nope, no boats. Nope, sorry, no boats. The small, I'll be honest with you, the small planes do freak me out. 
I don't know what it is about. Are they more dangerous compared to a commercial sized plane? Statistically, they have um, to be, right? Uh, look, uh, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want, I'm not going to speak to like statistics that I'm not really too yeah, familiar yeah. with. However, you know, like I said, I'll go back to it for the most part, whenever something does go down, like it's almost, uh, unfortunately, almost always pilot error. Um, but it, they're not any safer or less safer. I mean, the, the, the commercial airlines, they're, that all that stuff is on a really strict like regimen of 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 uh, of maintenance, mm. and so are these smaller planes. Like, and when you get into the plane, even if it's not yours, this is this logbook. When the this the, the oil was changed, when the engine was changed, when the the transponders, the when the radios, the the, the compasses, when all that. And so you you go off of that stuff, and you know for them, sweat, it's always it's always good. And we started laughing like just five seconds ago. I thought I have a question. You've been in a hot air balloon. Yeah. You've been in the small planes. Yeah. When the fuck are you getting in a rocket ship? <laughs> Because clearly you don't like it on land. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Would you actually consider, if you had the opportunity, uh, space travel? He would, absolutely. <laughs> Are you kidding? I would absolutely love to do that. I would absolutely this guy's, love this to guy's do that. Dude, man, they're going to love you in the comments. <laughs> You're killing it right now. Holy shit. It's, it, would be, it would be incredible. And that's already happening, isn't it? That's already happening. I think like Virgin Atlantic has some like space flight. You could get up there for like 200 grand or something like that. The fuck? Where are we going? Get up where? <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. Like you get to like you just you're in the I'm not stratosphere stratosphere of flight and like you get to hang out there for a little bit and you come right back down I mean technically you are at that point you know pretty much getting in outer space that would be interesting but no no even above all that stuff you guys see that dude floating around with the jetpack yeah that that jetpacks that's where I'm at that's where that's where I'm at at this point I wouldn't even be surprised if you told me your company was working on a spinoff project to build an Iron Man suit I mean that'd be interesting that's gotta come eventually doesn't the Navy have it you see the guy with the thrust Flying on the water. I did. That's, that's what that. I'm talking about. Yeah. So that, that's exactly what I'm talking about. The guy with the with the the jets all over his and his hands on his dude. It's sick. literally an Iron Man. That's some sick stuff, man. That uh, it'd be interesting to see where that stuff goes. I oh, heard hell. that's really hard to pilot because like the thrust, like you have to be strong to keep mm -hmm. it. Like otherwise, yeah, your limbs are gonna like, snap off. Yeah, yeah, very little margin of error in that thing. <laughs> it's not like the drone comes down. No. You come down, you're in, you're in trouble. You're in trouble with that stuff. All right, let's 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 get serious for a second. Let's get deep. Oh, Jesus. You've been in the Jesus. air a bunch of times. Yeah. Eddie Kostakis, is the earth flat? Is the earth flat? Is the earth flat? No, I don't think it's uh, flat. I'm almost, certain, I'm almost certain it's not flat. <laughs> crazy people actually believe that. I'm not here to shit on anybody's yeah, beliefs. You're, no, your but favorite idol thought that for a bit. No, that was all for a parody Who's documentary. That? Who is that? Who's I'm a big Logan Paul fan. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna be honest with you. Is that a new? Who, uh, <laughs> he, he's a YouTuber. He's oh, one of okay. the biggest yeah, YouTubers. I'm so You're better off not knowing. Okay, all right. All Phil, right. Phil is not his biggest fan. Meanwhile, I'm his biggest fan. So it's this awkward dynamic of, uh, <laughs> we know we talk about him on the show. Usually, yeah. I'm very positive. Phil, you know, yeah, definitely. neutral to not so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, 99% sure it's not flat. <laughs> Yeah. All yeah. right, good. I'm glad we could put yeah, that to yeah, rest. for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, you heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> Man, that's just, it, it's crazy how many different things involve air travel, airspace, air yeah. con, all that type of well, stuff. Well, have you guys been getting into it at all? So, Phil, you've got your license. Yep. What happened to yours, gay? <laughs> oh, to me? Yeah, yeah we're uh, talking to you. Well, listen, I, I, I'm about to flip this shit. <laughs> I've, been, I've been very. So, Vin, what the hell have you been up to? These I've been days? very vocal on this show about it. I think I got a 38. On uh, on the test, but I swear to you guys, what my what, on the part one hundred and seven? Yeah, Jesus, Louise, yo, kid, I'm, what I'm, are you I'm talking about? I'm telling you, man, my test was different from everything we were studying. I don't know if they had an Wait, error Phil, there. What'd you get? 
Like a 90. Yeah, like Phil that. crushed it. Well, for me and Phil went two different times. Did we go to the same place? Yeah. I think I remember, yeah. You we guys went were telling me about trying to get there together. Like a- I ended up going like two days before, I'm pretty sure, like graduation. It was very, I went very late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember sitting there like, yo, I don't, like, because even if I saw a question, because we, we basically went through an app that would give you all the questions that would be on the exam. Yeah. There were questions that I didn't even know the question. I'm, t- I'm telling you, okay. I, it well, was definitely. Well, the 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 FAA does from time to time introduce some new questions uh, into the exam to see if they're going to work out for future exams as you well. You got the prototype, and then and then <laughs> Perfect. Uh, well, yeah. well, no, I'm sorry, at a 38, you definitely did not get. Well, the no, prototype. I'll be honest, there's definitely things I also there were things that I did see that I I was like, fuck, uh, what the <laughs> hell? What was the green question on the app? I was trying uh, to remember, but yeah, no, I remember walking out of there like, fuck. I'm not going to graduate. I blew this man's email up like 30 oh, times. Oh, dude. You think that was bad, dude? I got a couple of guys who, who, uh, uh maybe one or two who, uh, didn't really do any of the homeworks, didn't really show up for do the anything. fun or do anything. We had some schmucks and then, in that yeah, and then, and then like, I was like, no, you're, you're failing this class. Like, well, why am I failing? Like, what, what do you mean? Why are you failing? Are you right. kidding me? Like, you literally what, gave us serious? one thing and that was homework. I'm like, what do you, I don't understand. Like, it, it, this was a complete softball class. Like, how did you screw this up, kid? Like, what you, so anyway, it, it, it was a little arduous battle with that one, but um, <laughs> we ended up, uh, we ended up figuring some stuff out. Uh, so anyway, but it, I'm, I am, I am super happy to see and to hear that some people from that class actually pursued that oh, because yeah. that's the coolest thing about like, it. Like I said, my, my biggest goal for that was for you guys to, even if you, if you don't get out of college, at least for my class, you can make money. Like that was my biggest deal. I think that is the best way to structure a class like that. Cause yeah. it's the most, it was like, one of one of a kind for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, no other classes had that opening. Where no, it was like, no. You want to make fig- money right after this? Yeah. 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 You I know? figured that. I figured that because like, like good I said, I, yeah. And actually like, thanks. No problem. <laughs> and, <laughs> The first exam that I gave you guys, I sat at my desk and I took a picture and I sent it to my dad. And he's like, who is this? <laughs> first of all, I'm like, dad, it's me. Stop. <laughs> he's like, who is this? Same I'm number, like, dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's me, Eddie. <laughs> uh, and I sent him a picture of like, you know, the classroom taking a test. I'm like, you thought I would never make it out of, you know, college. And here I am teaching. And I was like, and it wasn't to like, throw. it was more for like, our parents come from a different time. You yeah. know, that's the time of tough love. Like, Hey man, you didn't do something right. Like you're going to get smacked. Like, you know, not, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't have a kid and how people are raising kids these days, but there's a, there's definitely a difference. Oh, uh, yeah. I see. I definitely see a difference. And, you know, I, I had spoken to some people, um, at the national Herald regarding because my dad's Greek and regarding my Greek heritage and how, you know, some of that came into play with, uh, who I am, uh, today and what I do. And I, I attribute a lot of that to like that, that, you know, rougher upbringing of, you know, that first generation parent, you know, like not even like I'm first generation here, you know, to like that OTB parent here just being rough because I mean, like I see your dad, he's, he looks like he could be a pretty rough guy with you. It's, <laughs> it's, it's very cool to be able to, you know, I don't know what the right word is. Maybe, maybe prove to show your father, like this is something new school yeah, yeah, that yeah. I'm able to support myself and my future family yeah, yeah, with yeah, 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 yeah. because that was the biggest thing with me and my dad. Cause we had uh, a bunch of pizzerias at one point. He had a bunch of restaurants and uh-huh. I was, I was basically like there all the I time. I could see that. I working see that. 12 hour, <laughs> working 12 hour days on Sundays. You're telling me pizzeria. you worked at a pizzeria? <laughs> oh yeah, of course. <laughs> I wouldn't, never would have yeah, thought. Yeah, you never would have known. And I remember like we would fight all the time because I hated working there. And he right. was like, you know, this is for you. This is for you and your brothers. Right, 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 right. And I was like, I know, but like, I, 
I don't like it. Right. And, and I would beg for him to give me more time to focus on the YouTube stuff. And I had time, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But eventually when that first check came in, I showed him. Mm -hmm. The next check came uh -huh. and I showed him. Uh -huh. And now, now he's my biggest brother. fan. We went to get TVs the other day. At, uh, yeah, we'll brother. clap for that one. I awesome. applaud that, brother. We went to I get TVs at PC Richards, and uh, he's like, yeah, put my son on the TV. He's a YouTuber. Like He's like my biggest fan now. You know? It's, it's <laughs> cool to, to see that, and I'm sure your dad was, was ec yeah, yeah. ecstatic about it. You know? it's, it's, incredible. it's incredible to hear that because um, uh, I'm, I'm sure that he gave you, you know, flack for like not – small example. You said you come from a you from a pizzeria and you hated doing that, right? You hated doing that, dude. Before I started doing what I was doing, and this is totally true story. My father's got a cleaning service based out of Long Island, and it got to the point where, dude, I was just driving people around to these homes, to businesses, cleaning, dude, bathrooms, and I was scrubbing floors and I was pushing vacuums, my man. Until one day, I was in this person's living room pushing a vacuum. I'm like. Fuck this. Man, fuck <laughs> this. Like, this ain't yeah. for me. Like, I can't do this. Like, yeah. what am I supposed to do? And my dad did the same thing. He's like, this is for you. This is a business. This is the family business. I'm like, dude, I totally get it. Yeah. I get it. And I understand what you're trying to do. And I appreciate that. But I can't, uh, this ain't yeah. for me, man. And it's, it, it, there comes a time in everybody's life where they realize that. Yeah, that moment. This ain't for me. Yep. Like this, and a lot of people are comfortable with where they're at mm. because that check is guaranteed and that's there. But when you decide to flip the coin and be like, you know what? I'm going to try for a minute on my own. You'd be surprised what you're capable of when you have to make it work. Absolutely. When you have no other choice, but to make it work. Right. When you're in, when you're squeezed against that corner and you have that, like, forget it. Like when I moved out of my, my, my parents' place, when I moved out of my dad's place and I didn't really have any work coming in, Dude, I was ready to just eat rice for the next friggin' six, seven months, dude. Yeah, man. You know, I was I, I was living in a basement and just, dude, not living lavish one bit. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you. And, you know, it, it takes a lot of guts to do that. So good for you. Thanks, and man. I'm I'm happy to hear that, that you know, it, it's, it's like that. And I, I think, and I still attribute that sort of like mentality to, you know, the, the, that hard, that harder upbringing a little bit, you know, from our, from our, from our parents. You know, you know what it is too, to their credit, it's they they came up in a time, and I don't know how old your father is, but I would assume our dad's around the He's same in his eighties. Oh, he's wow, getting really? into his eighties, brother. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. He, he, he looks like Robert De Niro and he's yeah, still like, yeah, dude, he looks he looks good for his age. Let me tell you. You know, that older generation, they it's it, for a lot of people, not everybody, obviously, but for a lot of people, it was, I don't need to like what I'm doing. I need to supply for my family. Exactly. And they, they and that got the that work ethic. Yeah, my my yeah, dad, yeah. dude, he, I've never met anyone in my life that works as hard as my father to no. provide for, for us and our family. And These it's people like, don't understand the term retirement. Yeah. They don't understand I know, that. it's crazy. And you know what? That's good for them because they know that the moment they stop moving, that's when you stop. That's when you start getting old. My father looks eighty, but he looks better than most fifty yeah. year old. Mm -hmm. And he moves around more than why? Because he gets up every day and he yep. goes to work and he does these things. He doesn't want, dude. There came a point in my dad's life where I was like, I went out and I, I as as like a going away person, like sending my dad off to retirement. My brother and I, we went out. We bought him. My dad used to be huge. He's a huge car nut. My brother and I, we went out and we bought him a nineteen eighty six thirty five CSI, a BMW. I was like, here you go, dad. Congratulations, you retired. Nice. Get the hell out of here. Let <laughs> just go. And he drove it to work the next just time. Just go. And he drove it to work. Exactly. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Dude, please. that I respect that hustle so much though. Cause everyone's like, I remember I went to high school with a guy named John and he had that like hustle mentality. Like, no yeah. matter what's going on, Kid, I'm, I'm gonna make money. Yeah, the guy that oh, has all the coffee yeah. places. 
You just never see him relax. What, what coffee place? Uh, it's called Heavenly Coffee. Oh, okay. He just opened another one in Merrick, or it's opening in Merrick, and he's got one in, I think it's East Rockaway. Mm -hmm. But yeah, dude, he's oh, since we were like 16, always yeah. had a business, always had something like going nine on. Nine different businesses? Yeah, he's a hustler. He's a go-getter. I love that. I, yeah, I love yeah, when yeah. I meet someone and I'm like, yo, this... You're just, you got it figured out because you made it work for yourself. You make more friends like that and you will realize that their kind of stuff, their mentality and everything that they do starts to rub off on you. And you realize that those are the kind of friends you really want to start making to start moving up in life because oh, there yeah. are way too many people that are very comfortable with what they do on a nine to five basis. And, and uh, that, that saddens me, man. Yeah, it really does. It's bad when people get stagnant. Yeah. You want yeah, to yeah, surround your sure. circle with winners. Yeah, exactly. Like these guys <laughs> over here, right? <laughs> So where did the name for your company come from? Oh, because I didn't know how to pronounce it until. Yeah, like, we were scrambling for every, the guy. Dude, like, how the fuck yeah, do we you say know, this? you know, uh, I get that a lot, <laughs> but it, to some degree, it has worked as a disadvantage, but it has also worked it's to unique, an advantage yeah. because it's very unique. Exactly, it's like it's like having such a unique name and something like people just know. Even when you when you when you pronounce it wrong, people just know who we are. Yeah. Uh, so it actually, uh, came about where we needed to form a company where like we weren't, it was three knuckleheads, including myself at a college. And we just needed to put a company together. And a friend of mine just thought of a name and Zismo just means Sismo is, uh, pretty much means like an earthquake or a trembling of the earth in uh, Spanish. All we did was kind of screw around with the, um, screw around with the, uh, the spelling of it because we thought it was a cool name. We thought it looked cool. Make this work, you know, and then it kind of just flourished into, yeah. uh, into what we do now for, for, um, uh, for drone stuff. But we had originally started, like I said, just for, as a regular production company. And, but at the time there were a million, there were a million, you know, that's hard to break in. Like we were talking about before until that guy told us what to do. And I was like, and every time I tell the story, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of like uh, how Forrest Gump tells a story. He's like, he told us to go do it. And we're like, all right. <laughs> so we went out. And so even till this day, I named my drones Jenny. Hmm. That's amazing. So you'll see when you come into my office, you'll see Jenny 1, Jenny 2, Jenny 3, Jenny 4. <laughs> how many Jennies do you have? Yeah, about like seven or eight. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite current drone? Uh, favorite current drone. Uh, and why? I'd have to say the Inspire 2, just because it is such an easy setup for professional, for professional stuff. Like it really saves a lot of the, the time and effort that goes into having to set up a big, big monster drone. Right. And if you guys ever want to come out and like check out what this, what these monster drones look like, I'm, I'm more than happy to like, have like you guys out. The size of this table bigger? No, they're bigger. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll like in diameter, in diameter, it's bigger than this table. Like each one of the props is... Jeez. And they hold like those big red cameras. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they'll like, hold. Yeah, ones. once you once you build out one of those camera rigs, you're talking anywhere between 100 grand, 150 grand, depending on what you've got. Like, How much weight can they? So legally, you're not allowed to carry more than 55 pounds, including the whole drone. And yeah, 55 pounds, right? Yeah, but they'll carry a lot more. Don't we're talking like 60, 70 pounds. I was about to say Casey Neistat hung from one. Yeah, and filmed something. You ever see that? Yeah, yeah I've seen that. Yeah, 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 that was that was that was an interesting video for sure. <laughs> How did that even work? Like, how did he? So, uh, I believe it was a 16 motor coaxial and what that coaxial just means motor on top, motor on bottom. So they had eight arms and then a motor on each arm. So one on top and one on bottom. Mm -hmm. And that's just creating a crazy amount of thrust. Now, I don't think it was actually able to keep him hanging in the air. What it could do was kind of almost like you ever see those, uh, surf, uh, guys with the, with the, like the sail, windsurf, yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that where they come off, uh, it just glides off, down, yeah, kind of glides right? down. Yeah, yeah. So it was able to keep them in the air for a little while. Uh, but I don't think it was able to like 
maybe it was able to sing. I can't remember, but maybe it was. But uh, that's a whole lot of thrust. And I think they did that in Canada or somewhere. I don't know, I don't know if they would be able to get away with that in, New York, in the United <laughs> States. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, and that's the, that video is like, what, like four or five years old now? I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was a couple years ago. It was a couple years sure. ago. So, I mean, now you could do the same thing with less just because the motors have gotten so much more efficient and bigger themselves. And the propellers have gotten bigger. Now you don't need that many motors. It's so know. crazy. Do you yeah, know that did. one FPV drone flyer? Like the guy that everyone. Uh, yeah, I believe the gentleman, Johnny FPV. Yes. Yeah. yeah what yeah. a name. Johnny first person. Johnny FPV. Yeah. He's a super great guy. Oh. Uh, he, uh, he, I know he works over at the, for the guys over at wild rabbit aerial. They're based out of the West coast and, um, he does all their FPV work and probably a couple other things, but he's a super talented kid, super talented pilot. He's been around for quite some time and really a lot of people attribute him for, you know, bringing around this whole, you know, mounting a small GoPro and just squeezing in the smallest just areas and doing it, all yeah. sorts, just surfing down some building sides and, you know, keeping up with some of these, uh, drifting cars. And he's a really talented kid. And, uh, my hat goes off to him and, uh, that whole company over there, they do, they do incredible work. Do you build your own drones? I did for a while until I realized that I was just wait, spend, spending way too much time. Like there's no way I would be able to build something as good as a company already made it. Right. So for a long time we were, and I was just because nobody was building it. Mm -hmm. You know, if there's, there's just nobody building, what are you going to do? You got to build it yourself. Right. Uh, but then when I started, and I was very opposed to going out and buying one because I was like, ah, screw that. Like that's for the noobs. It's just for anyone to just go right. into a store and just buy one. Like that's not me. And then I flew one. I'm like, oh, all right. That's just me now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, screw that. Cause it just takes too much time and too much energy and, and money because you build, you program, you fly, you crash, and then you rinse and repeat that 30 times until you get it right. What the hell for? Just go out and just. Get it. Buy done. a new drone. Buy a new drone. <laughs> yeah. Leave it alone. Don't try to Things reinvent got duct the wheel. Tape on it, barely. Flying. Yeah, dude. Like, forget it, man. The stuff that we would get by, and you know, it's it's uh, it's more than I care to admit at this point. <laughs> Let me so just how many how many drones have you crashed? Let me put this this way: <laughs> the only way you get better is by putting yourself out there and crashing. I remember when we started our class. I said, guys, you go out to fly. You know, if you're going to be using the drones from from the Delphi. If you crash, that's fine. Don't let that scare you. Mm -hmm. Crashing is part of learning. You know, so long as you walk away from that crash, having learned why you crashed, that's fine. I mean, you know, like pilots will crash sometimes and regular pilots will crash, but they walk away understanding when they can walk away, understanding what it is that happened. Yeah. If you crash, that's fine. How many times have I crashed? Dozens of times, you know, uh, uh, and even when I fly FPV, I went out this morning, smashed my FPV drone, but that's part of learning to become better. And if yeah. you don't push yourself and you're not going to crash, then you won't be better. Yeah. The point of doing that is to put yourself in an uncomfortable situation where you want to get a shot or do something. And if you crash, dude, you crash, but learn from that and take that going forward. It makes you better. It's a metaphor for life as well. Yeah, yeah it is. You get knocked down. Not you got to learn from it. Get back up, <laughs> keep so moving. How many countries has drone flying like taken you around the world? Because you've been everywhere, right? I, I've 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 been very fortunate um, to have some clients that have have taken us around the world, even in countries where drones are just not allowed. Dude, we did a shoot in Nicaragua where as soon as you land, as soon as you land, uh, there is a sign that says it's really weird. It's like no two way radios, no harpoons, no drones. Like, what? <laughs> harpoons and drones. This is the most random sign I've ever seen. This has got to be a freaking no joke. Harpoons. And then I get, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, no harpoons and no drones. Like. 
You gotta be kidding me. It's oddly specific. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is going on here? Uh, but uh, so yeah, we were down there to shoot some uh, some some live stuff, and, and we, we've been to Africa, I've been to Asia, I've been to Europe, been to South America, I've been to the to the majority of uh, the continents, and super super fortunate I've done that because at that point you get to see cultures, you get to see how people live, and then you bring that back with you, and you see in it, and in all of that travel, it gives you perspective. On everything, because you see cultures, you see how people are living. Then you come back here and you're like, wow, man, I got running water. God is good, man. You know, like God, you know, life is good. You know, it puts things in perspective. You know, when you come back and you lay your head down in your bed and you realize how much you miss home and, you know, waking up and you look at like a hotel ceiling, uh, you know, in your room, you're like, oh. God, I man. can finally this use is, my harpoons again. This is, yeah. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> finally, my two-way radio. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, it's it's it, it it makes you appreciate things that you typically wouldn't, you know, not just culturally, but you know how other people are living on on day-to-day life. So it's it's I'm super grateful for it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What's your favorite spot to shoot at? What's your least favorite? And then what is something? This is like a trifecta question over here. What's something that you just hate doing involving drones? <laughs> oh, it's gotta gosh. be something. Everyone hates a little bit of something. With yeah. Them, okay. You know? uh, favorite spot to work at? I would say anywhere near Brooklyn, Queens that you could see Manhattan from. Because oh, wow. at that point you're Nearby. flying over the city. Yeah, yeah. Because at that point, yeah, man. Because I mean, there's so much to see there. Like the buildings, the sunset, the reflections off the buildings, the bridges, the the traffic, everything, like everything you really want to see, you know, using the right lenses, it's, it's, it's all absolutely beautiful. Um, you, I've seen a lot of people be able to submit videos to drone film festivals and stuff. And it's all based off of like where they live. And a lot of times it's, you see like these waterfalls and they're all beautiful and great. But, and I think of it when I look at these videos, I'm like, gosh, that's so beautiful. But like, that's what they have. Right? Mm. That's what they got. That's what they got to submit. And then I've got what I've got to submit are like city shots and, and, and here and there, they don't have that. So it's about like, how do we make these locations look as beautiful as they possibly can? So uh, to answer your question, my favorite spot somewhere, anywhere along like the, uh, the East river, uh, least favorite spot. Oh God. You get a call that you got to go here tomorrow. Uh, Where are you you dreading? (laughs) Gosh. um, Anywhere with a lot of like uh, somewhere like Manhattan or something like that, because Dude, that's that's just so much interference and like at that that's point. That's so interesting. Know, like, so you anything, like the shots of happen. outside yeah, looking yeah, yeah. in, it's but like you don't like thing. in looking yeah, it's around. Like, but it's the same thing. Like let's say you wanna let's say you wanna live in the boroughs, right? Where would you rather be? In Manhattan or you know, to have a view in Manhattan or to have a view of Manhattan? True. You know, think about that. Mm. You know, think about like that. that. You know, the yeah. view of Manhattan is much nicer right. than the view in Manhattan. You know, <laughs> it's it's always much nicer. It's always nicer on the outside. It is, it is. And then you get there and then all you hear are sirens and subways and gunshots. <laughs> you it's know crazy. It yeah. You said interference. Does that mean like signal interference? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Manhattan. You know, you got a lot of you got a lot of uh, stuff that you don't want to happen to the drone. Um, you know, when, if and when you're doing stuff over there. Uh, yeah. So uh, there's that. You ever get into altercations with actual people involving no, the drone? Uh, no, for the most part, people are super like, Interested in what it is, especially like back in like when we were talking about when, when back in like uh, 2012, 13, 14, yeah, yeah. when I'd go out with like with the larger drone because they weren't small, they were all much larger. So you're talking about like eight motor, six motor. Uh, people would come up to me and be like, What the hell is that? <laughs> like, is that a 
is what is that? They couldn't even put a name to it. Yeah. They're like, what are the lights? It's like, are you, do you work for NASA? Are you here with with the U.S. Yes. Air Force? I'm like, yes. It's like absolutely. I'd always mess around with people. I'd be like, uh, this is a salami slicer, and we're shooting a mayonnaise <laughs> commercial. <There you laughs> like, go. perfect. And, and for the most part, they're always pretty respectful. But they were, everyone's primarily still uh, uh, was very curious, and they were very respectful about it. And like. You know, they understood, like, once they saw the blade start spinning up, like, oh, we need to step away the hell from this thing. Yeah, especially those bigger ones. Yeah, dude, like, that's no joke. The amount of noise and stuff that they do and wind that they blow around and the dust starts to flow up and... You see it, man. It's, it's, it's pretty intimidating. Yeah, if you're, uh, if you're not used to that kind of stuff. Are you guys... Do you, did you guys ever end up buying drones? I had a Mavic. I remember you did. Yeah, Phantom, I think you... No, get, not, not a Mavic. A Phantom 2. Or Phantom you 2. had a Phantom 2? Phantom 3. Holy hell, man. We've joked around about his intro back in the day. When we were in your class, he had an intro of like a drone shot of his hometown by like the water tower. Oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah, yeah, And I remember you saying you need a license to monetize drone shots. And I remember at the time I had like three or four friends on YouTube. I I went back to our group chat. I was like, yo, I'm just saying, guys. It's not acceptable. You're going to need a license. Right, 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 right. Would you say probably most people probably don't even know that right that you need a license in order to monetize look i am sure that the people who are doing it and monetizing on it are very aware that you need a license to monetize on it but if you don't enforce the rule then there's it doesn't matter if the rule is there if you don't (laughs) enforce it you know that's really what it comes down to and look look i think i i that's not what i'm that is not by any means what i am what i am here you know to push what what i am saying is you want to make money off drones you got to get a license sure absolutely if ain't nobody going to stop you to give you a, a, a traffic ticket, if you blow a red light or a stop sign, then people are just going to keep doing it. Yep. True. That's it. And, you know, I, the FAA has a lot of other things that they got to deal with right now, but, you know, there's a lot of drones in the air flying yeah, around now. They're not know. worried about Phil's, uh, yeah. they're not worried so about Phil's tower shot. Tower I don't shot. know. Yeah. I mean, okay. you know, it was a beautiful shot, Phil, but, yes, you know, it, yeah. you. <laughs> it, was, it was nice. It was solid. I, it was a Phantom 3 standard. Yeah. And I crashed it. I think like three times. Yeah, yeah. So the first time... But definitely not pilot error. Oh, this was pilot error. (laughs) The first time I was like showing my cousin, he was up at the top of the street and I just sent it and it got clotheslined (laughs) by a telephone wire. Bingo. And it just... That'll happen. Cracked into two pieces and then I actually... That one was gone. I had to rebuy another one and I crashed it and I actually opened it up and I bought like the drone repair kits Uh and I fixed... The only problem was the gimbal. So I fixed it and then I was wow, playing. that's I was, yeah. It, it, you 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 tinker with stuff like that? Like you're really no the builder, <laughs> but, but it was like most people would have been like, uh, no. Let it was me like five hundred dollars, so I was like, yeah. I could try to fix it for like twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did, and then I flew it again, and. Not, it's dead. Oh, it's dead now. But no, at least you got I'm your sad. license. I'm over here with my 38. What did I actually? Get? I want to find the email. But, <laughs> Let's see if I can pull up the, the email here. The Phantom Three standard. I feel like it's so outdated. Yeah, it is. It is at this point. Like, if you guys want to fly a drone, if there was one drone, I would recommend for anyone who's trying to like get into this at this point, uh, with like the holidays coming around, take a look at the the Mavic. I'm sorry, the Mavic Mini Two. Mm-hmm. Take a look at that one. That was like four fifty, something like that. But it's super small. It's it's no bigger than this cup of coffee here. And like the way when it folds down, and it's got great range, about thirty minutes flight time. That's I I, I highly recommend that I one. Was that in, one's a dope dope drone. I was in Aruba and I was on. It was like a boat tour. We were like, like scuba diving and stuff like that. Mm. And these kids whipped out a drone and they started flying it while like they I don't know what they were doing, but they were like you know diving off the boat and doing mm-hmm. flips and stuff. And one kid was flying it. And he just set it to, I remember it has like the modes where it has like 
like the meteor effect. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he he just let it do its thing, and I was like, I need one of those. <laughs> My Phantom Free standard can't do that. Shit. Yeah, well, like I said, this stuff moves really quick, and um, you know that stuff that you're talking about now, like that's even that's like two, three year old tech, right. you know. So you know, another year from now, you'll have something even more incredible than that. Uh, but have you been able to do anything with your your license? Or I mean, have you I wanted to? I haven't monetized it really. Okay, all right. But, I need to the, but it. the opportunity is there. Yes, if you need. I, I do want to retake the test, and because I have to renew it because it expired. It's been right, right, years, right, right. Okay, yeah, you ha- you do. You have to go take the I test. I still have again. the app and everything. There you go. I still have the app too. I look at it sometimes and I get nervous. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you I don't. Don't even. Don't even joke about that. Are I you know still, you don't. Are you still teaching? No, so uh, I uh, I would imagine at this point probably no one's going to adult. Like, is Adelphi still teaching? Like, uh, you guys have been out for a little bit, no? You I just graduated. graduated. It was all uh, Zoom, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, it's all Zoom, pretty much. Like, I look. That's more of a hands-on course. I, I I'm I I hope that the course is still going. Um, I'm not teaching. I've just focused more on my own business. I mean, I, I uh, at this point I I would get back into it. Uh, but I don't, I don't really see uh, an effective way of being able to do that course without meeting up with a bunch of people and getting their hands on the sticks. Which is, you know, if you guys remember, what I was making at least sixty or seventy percent of our class to be about, you know, let's get outside, Going outside let's throw yep. this drone around, and uh, you know, show you guys what's up. And you know, and Adolfo did a great job at, you know, purchasing the gear and getting the equipment, and and they were super adamant about it. And I think that they're on board with. It. I, I think that they are on the right track, and and it's interesting to see the schools starting to do that. And I'd love to see more schools doing that. And I'm sure that they will. Uh, and, and hopefully they have progressed that, that program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we were on a pilot program and you guys were, you guys were, you guys were the, uh, the test mice, you know, you guys were the field rats. <laughs> like, is it true? I don't know if I'm making this up, but wasn't that like the first college program in America that had it? Uh, no I doubt that. I doubt that. That special? No, I no. I mean, if it, I, I, I don't think so. Okay. No, 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 no. There, there are definitely other programs, especially out west, because they were just more accepting to it, uh, that sort of stuff, uh, much quicker than we were out here on the east coast. Um, uh, and I am sure that they already have like they have like schools with actual like majors in drone right. yada yada you yeah. know so uh you guys got like a very small portion of that but being that you guys are obviously in media stuff i could see did you guys graduate like as a what would you guys major in both communications Communi- con- you were a film major too right like concentration in film yeah yeah we okay it was like moving image arts i think it was called yeah when I yeah, yeah, yeah uh it it you could see how that could come into play with, with, with what you guys are doing. Oh, yeah, I'm, for I'm, sure. I'm, I'm super happy that you guys end up taking the class because it was a really interesting class. And I, I still, I, I try to remember everybody's names, but being that you guys are on YouTube, sometimes you're know, on Instagram, you guys come across my feed every now and then I see what kind of shenanigans you guys are up to. For <laughs> sure. You guys it is shenanigans. When my appendix had to be removed in Georgia, this oh, man DM me. He's like, dude. Yo, I hope you're good, man. That was <laughs> fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, yeah. That didn't look like fun. This actually, you and probably- That was when you were probably like at the height of like doing all this running where you guys were calling yeah. each other yeah, out on yeah. runs. I'm like, what is wrong with these kids? Like, Bro, what are you I think that's what made it like get that's bad. What I, was I, wondering. I, ran, I ran two miles that morning with appendicitis. Oh, dude. And I, I wanted to ask you though, because he would probably know this more than anyone else. If you're on a plane yeah. and your appendix is literally like about to burst, what do they do? They okay. just land the plane. I know how to fly a plane. I'm not a, a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, yo, that would probably be the worst. Fucking- I can imagine to some degree that maybe like cabin pressure might do something. Like for example, when I get into a plane, like, I don't know, maybe it's just my, my ripe old age at this point, but this my feet, well, guy. my freaking, my feet start to 
freaking swell, man. Like they, I don't know, and maybe eventually, like that'll, that'll like the they, pressure does they just do weird stuff. My yeah. shoes don't fit by the time I get off the freaking plane. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, here? my ears always pop. That's yeah, why I, dude. I fucking hate that. I got chew gum. And I got shit. no idea what those going on. So maybe, but uh, I'm, I'm maybe it was all that running you would do, man. It's possible. You know, it's entirely possible. I was like, literally on my second day of my vacation, they're like, you guys are doing way too much running. Forget it, man. You guys were doing way too much. I'm like, I was getting tired watching you guys call each other out. I'm like, how many miles today? Like, that, shit, that shit was fun. <laughs> like, why I, the hell I tried, would you do that? I, I tried know. to find the fucking email, but Adelphi like blocked me from the e-campus. <laughs> I, I have it on my phone, but uh, I I'm sure to, there's a sign with yeah. a picture of you in front. Like, do not let this guy on campus. I, I, I wanted to ask you, you probably don't remember, but who knows? Maybe you did if it impacted you. I mm. wanted a genuine response. Did you feel I feel like I was an annoying student. No, no, really. There was another kid in the class, Phil. Uh, <laughs> oh God! No, there was him. there was another. There was kid. another Phil in our class, wasn't there? I don't know. Uh, I think I, there I was. I think there was another kid oh. in our class named Phil. Yeah. I think there was. I I don't know, but uh, there was another guy, and he was just. And I was ready for him too. Like I knew that there was. Gonna, <laughs> there, I knew that there was going to be. I knew that there was going to be. Blazing. Someone was going to be. There's. I mean, there's always the one that's got the smart ass answers and this and that, and just kind of like poke here and poke there. And uh, I was like, "Are oh, you? You're really interested? Well, we could talk about this after class. Yeah. Well, why don't we talk about this after class and not waste everybody else's time? How about that? Uh, but uh, it, I already knew that that was going to happen. But you guys were always a pleasure to have in class, man, because uh, that was my first time like teaching actually like in, a, in academia and and. Um, it was it was an absolute pleasure, man. It was an absolute pleasure. I, I uh, because of that class, I would definitely do it again. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I asked because I remember uh, one professor. I won't mention names, but one I'll tell you later. One professor at Adelphi, I remember, just stopped me in the hallway and just goes, "Vinny, you're very annoying." Because <laughs> I, I used to I used to email professors all the time, like to make sure I was like good. Like you were gonna graduate, I, bro. I would panic about grades all the time because I was I was nowhere near like failing. I don't mm -hmm. know why I was so like stressed out about grades but i always wanted to make sure like if we took a test i wanted to know the grade like immediately so i would blow up professors emails like hey did you grade the test if you could send me the grade yeah, before the weekends yeah, over like that'd yeah, be great yeah. and i'm like <laughs> fuck she said i was annoying there's probably other professors that probably thought i was just a pain in the ass at times <laughs> no nah, it's because guys. i cared mm. i had that passion there you go oh yeah Absolutely. i'm sure that's what it was or you didn't want the anxiety through the weekend <laughs> i got bet. you got you ever have anxiety anything oh, that, that makes you stressed out or uh, every time a big drone goes up Really? Every time a big drone goes up, man, dude, I forget it, man. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it, man. Yeah, we talk about anxiety a lot on the show in particular just because we, for whatever reason, we we both trap ourselves in our own heads a lot of the time, me especially, mm. just overthinking but nonsense. That's, but that's good because that pushes you to be better. If you go to sleep thinking about how you could be better or how you could better like your podcast or this and that, yeah, okay, that, that that's, that's anxiety, but then you're thinking about stuff that other people who are in your position aren't thinking about. Mm. You just go to bed. No, screw it, whatever. Another professor but, but, told me that. You know, it's so funny that you say that too. Yeah, it is dude. a double-edged sword though because there are times where I'm like, just shut the fuck up. Like, it's a, it's enough already. We went yeah, over but, this 15 times. Yeah, but I'm sure it's not just when you're, when you're, you know, before you go to sleep. I'm sure when you're driving too. You're thinking about like, yeah, what's the next step? Like, what's the next step? And, you know, if you keep that mentality, forget it. This guy's lonely for you, man. Forget it. Do you have any like 10-year goals with, with drones? Uh, is there like a movie or like... You know what? Not 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 so much necessarily with drones. Probably like to be able to shoot a uh, a full length film. Uh, not necessarily just drones, because yeah, in the end, uh, I offer the drone service. But we offer like what I like to do is I'm more on the creative end, and so that's that's actually how my buddy Pablo and I came to become friends. Like the same way you guys are right mm -hmm. here. See, like 
when I look at you two, I see, you know, myself and Pablo, right? And you guys can pick whoever you want to be right now. <laughs> I'm going to be uh, But, <laughs> but I'll be Pablo. Here's, a, here's, here's the fact of the matter. So funny story, man. So I met Pablo at Queens College and uh, I knew that I wanted to do film because I took an intro course to uh, uh, video production and I'll never forget it. There was this uh, professor, her name was Professor Macmillan and wonderful woman, wonderful woman. And the way she taught and the way she said things like completely inspired me and I always found myself to be more of a creative kid. Like I, I play the guitar, I play the drums. I, I like I, when I was a kid, I used to paint or whatever. So I wanted to get into this and I saw all the programs that were being done and everything that I wanted to get into was already filled for the semester. I was like, no man, I need to get into a friggin', I need to get into a class and do this. And the only thing that was available was this advanced class and that needed, and it had prereqs before you got into it. So like, how hard could it be, man? Like how, how hard could this really be? You know, like, yeah. right. So I go and I, I speak to the head of the, to the head of the department. I'm like, listen, dude, nothing else is open. I could do this. He's like, dude, you can't do this. I'm like, get the hell out of my goddamn way. I could do this. Your son is like, dude, you know, like you're going to pay for these credits. If you fail, you fail. I'm like, Psh, get out of my way. So he signs me off. I'm so glad I was able to convince him. I go, I take the class. He was 100% right. Oof. I bit off more than I could chew. Now, wait a minute. This was back when you needed, like, for, for cameras, like, you needed, like, mini DV tapes. This was like, you had to put a freaking tape, never mind micro SD cards and SD cards, forget all that crap. And then you had to load it into a dock and into your Apple. I, and for the, my entire life, I've been a, 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 you know, a Windows guy. Now we got to deal with Apple because they were the only ones at that point who had, like, you're right. I'm like, God damn it. So I get into the class and we get our first project. And uh, I remember I had. One way or another, I managed to finagle my way to be able to film the what I needed. But then I go into the editing part of it, and they had an editing studio. And the only person that was ever in there was Pablo. And so I had no freaking clue. I was a fish out of water, dude. I was a fish out of water. And so I sat next to this kid, and I'm like, hey, um, help me. Help me. <laughs> help me. I'm like, how do I get the stuff in this tape onto that screen? He's like... <laughs> Are you freaking kidding me, man? Like you were just in my class. Like you're in advanced class. Right. I'm like, never mind that shit. Just answer my goddamn question. Yeah, that's not right. That's not important right now. Let's yeah. focus on what's at the hand at issue right now, right? The issue at hand. So he's like, all right, all right. So he helps me out and then he puts his headphones back on because he's listening to the sound and the editing, whatever. So that takes about 15 minutes to dump all that footage in. And I'm like, hey, psst, how do I get <laughs> all that stuff into the timeline? He's like, you've got to be freaking kidding me. So I realize this what's going on now. And while all this stuff is getting dumped into timelines and getting all into the computer, like I'm looking over at his shots. I'm like, can I, can I take a listen at like your, your, your dialogue here or whatever? Like, cause your shots look very, very generic. Like, I mean, like you shot this. That's elementary. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. 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 No, but like, that's bold. And, and I'm, I'm going to get to, I'm going to get to, yeah. Yeah. Especially from yeah. someone who had no this idea. This guy's helping you out. You're like your shots are a little bland. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. Right. Right. So, I mean, like at the time, I mean, I probably shouldn't have approached him like that, but <laughs> It all worked out for the best. So I'm looking at him like, dude, like, can I take a listen to your dialogue here at, at the, uh, at what you wrote here? And listen, I'm like, yeah, this is not good. And, and now keep in mind now, <laughs> keep in mind now that, you know, uh, English is, is Pablo's second language. He's very good at it, but I don't know, maybe like on the creative side, he wasn't, you know, like there was a little bit lacking there, but that's okay because I was completely lacking on the production side. I have no idea. Like I was, like I said, I was a fish out of water. So a couple of classes went on it and uh, I spoke to him. I was like, dude, like we can make, like we can make some videos together. I'll write the script. 
I'll like make the shots happen. You bring the gear, the audio, and we're gonna we're gonna figure this crap out. And, and that's how we're gonna move together. And that's how we're gonna move forward. And I'll put it I'll put it blindly here. Like if it wasn't for that guy, I'd probably still be trying to graduate out of Queens College under that hmm. program. So long story short here, if it wasn't for him on the production side where I was lacking, uh, I probably wouldn't be, you know, coming to, and, and from where he was lacking on the creative side and, and on, on, on very small portions of the production side, you know, we, we managed to help each other out to be able to, to make the best things that we could going through. And we realized that in, within all of that, that we, we work pretty good together because after production, after we would shoot. Shit, man, we'd go out and have yeah, a couple man. of drinks and go party and that. And then, you know, and then as we were there, because we knew that this was something that we wanted to do, we never flipped off. Yeah, we'd be at a party having a good time, but we were always like, that's interesting. You know, maybe that, that'd make a really cool scene. Like, what are you thinking about that? And like, you know, be drowning a beer, lighting a cigarette. I'm like, yeah, that's great. Let's, let's kind of throw something like that into the, and then we'd go on about our business. You know, so I see that with you two. I see that with you two guys. And, you know, if you guys click together and stuff, you know, so long as you, you know, there's built trust and you guys know what the main purpose for what you're trying to do here and you keep that as a focus, there's nothing that's going to stop you guys from going wherever the hell you want to go. Jesus Absolutely fucking nothing. Christ. I just got more inspired than ever. Absolutely right nothing. Woo! Absolutely. Dude, this guy, I've known him for 20 years and we still work the same way we did in college. The same way we did in college. Mm -hmm. And I am nothing without him. And it's probably this and, 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 and that's okay because we've we've built our the people who know us know us like that. Right. Yeah. You know, and I am who I am with him and he is who he is with me and 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 together we're able to 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 bring this this business and and this name together to the ultimate uh, drone package. To dude, it. it's it's it really just is, and even to this day, man, we operate the same way out of, out of uh, like we did at Queens College, man. The most amazing thing with stories like that, and I I love thinking deeper into things like this because it's like that one interaction you had that one day where he helped you. Years later, you have no idea what something you produce had a ripple effect together that no. affected somebody's life. Like we, I think about this all the time. Me and this kid met in a drone class. Yeah. We have our professor on right now. We make content for people that hopefully if they're having a bad day, they laugh, they smile. And that all came from me and you just checking a box on what we wanted in our schedule for that year. <laughs> Isn't that it's amazing? It's fucking insane. The like, ripple I just effect. a little bit of chill. Like, the ripple weird effect how, of yeah, all that. Like, life just, you, you meet people, turns, you make shit. People watch it. They then get inspired. They might make something. I'm sure you've come into contact with people that have been inspired by you and your business that have gone off and did similar stuff. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's and, crazy. And, and 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 you know, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm grateful for all of that. And and you have to remember all of that stuff moving forward. You know, remember where you came from. Remember what you did. Remember how it all started. Because and just to keep things in perspective here, till this day, we still go to Bowery Mission and we drop off a bunch of toys. I'm out of the Marine Corps and no, I no longer get toys from you know toys for tots. But if it wasn't for that place i might still be pushing a vacuum hmm. you know i don't know maybe it would have taken longer for me to like say to hell with all this or with my dad's company i'm just gonna go do something else i don't know i don't know where it'd be i mean I'm, i'll be somewhere but probably not here talking to you today it's crazy man one little decision that's it like one you're talking decision. about you're checking the box me talking to pablo annoying the living shit out of this kid and then talking to that guy at the Barrow Mission, forget it. And you could just do it forever. It's like me deciding at a high school to go to Adelphi, you leaving Fordham to go to Adelphi. It's like, well, what the hell put it in our heads to do that? But yeah. you ended up creating this epic fucking bromance. It's <laughs> fucking crazy, man. Life is a weird, unexplainable trip. Yeah, it honestly. is. It is. It is. Just always remember where you came from and how it all started. Humble, so, humble beginnings. What do you do for fun? Oh, dude. Do you play video games? Yeah, no. what's the passion no, besides dude, drone? No, uh... I'll jump in that airplane, man. 
Okay. I'll jump in that airplane and I'll just I'll fly to like uh, uh, Long Island, out to Long Island, Block Island, Connecticut, anywhere I want to go. Just go. It's the most incredible thing in the world, man. It really is. Between that and uh, also like flying FPV, that's that's become uh, like an interesting uh, you know hobby and a passion that I've been doing along now. Um, and uh, working on a motorcycle and a car, I'm restoring. Hmm. You know, besides that, the drone stuff pretty much takes up the rest of my life. Does the drone? like mechanic stuff carry over to the car stuff? Like where does your mechanic dude, it's actually the other way around, man. I learned mechanics just by like in an electric, some electrical engineering mechanics by learning how I had to build drones. Right. Because there was nothing, like I said, there was nothing around to like actually teach me. So I, I went the I went ass backwards, pretty much like the same way I went into that, that media class. I took the advanced level and then have to work my way back like an idiot. Uh, the, the stuff that I learned putting together the drone stuff actually carried over a lot of it just started making sense like oh okay this is how electricity works interesting okay uh this is how uh this is how things spin this is how things turn this is how wires carry their this is how things are get programmed and and it, it the more you crash and the more you rebuild the more things just make sense to you like right. mm, okay that spins this way that spins okay well if it's making a noise over here it's probably something down here so it, it makes you want to you know, poke at stuff and to like uh, really get into it more than you typically would have if you if you had if I hadn't gotten into to to drone Were stuff. Were you always like mechanical or no? Um, I like was always interested in getting into the whole mechanical thing, but I think that a lot of my mechanical stuff, and this is going to sound weird, comes from me always want like me my musical background. It's going to sound weird for a second, but hold on with me for a second here. Uh. I had, when I was in, in uh, college, I had joined a band. I was a guitar player for a band. And um, we had done a couple of auditions with some drummers, and they just really didn't pan out. I was like, you know what? How hard could it be, man? I can figure this shit out. I'm like, watch. <laughs> okay, yeah. It's the drums. Like, I, I'm a pretty good dancer. I'll figure something out, right? So I, I, I bought myself a drum set, and I just figured it out. Then I became the drummer. Now, because the guitarist at that point, it was, it was much easier to find. So I saw jamming? Them. I used to play yeah, the drums. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw, I, I, saw, I, saw a drum, uh, I saw a drum all the way down. I'm like, who the hell plays drums? I was, I was mean with the paradiddles. Paradiddle, paradiddle. Flam taps. I had a, I had a uh, drum teacher for a while, but I, I stopped doing it. But I would love to pick that back up because it's been should. a long time. Yeah, it's, 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 fun, it's, it's Yeah, it is fun. It's a great workout, too. Uh, so I, I, I learned how to play the guitar. I played, I learned how to play drums. I learned how to play at some point a bit of the piano and even a bass guitar and just figuring out the, the mechanics of that. It all just kind of makes sense. There's a rhythm to it. There's a pattern to it. And you just figure all that stuff out. I, I feel like in, in many cases that that actually like carried over in me being able to understand a lot of, you know, in drones and, and mechanics as well. You know, it did. It's, I don't know if that's hard to, if, if that's, if I'm making any sense right now, but I, I do attribute a lot of that too, because even in like problem solving day to day, like I feel like the, just drumming and stuff, like that sort of rhythm that you carry with you and like figuring out like rhythms and listening to it, it carries into you figuring out things in life generally. Mm -hmm. Like I, it's, it's a, I don't know if I'm making much sense about it, but it, I get what yeah. you're saying. Cause I, I always tell my friends, like we, a bunch of my friends, we, we use editors now, but you know, when you're starting out, everyone edits their own stuff. And it's mm -hmm. like from, from being good with music and rhythm, mm -hmm. I'm able to like cut things well with visuals and music. You, where see, you see what I'm saying? It's, like, it's all intertwined. In yeah, yeah. 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 See, so that's helping you in being able to put stuff together. There. I just feel sure. like everything you learn in some way can 
go to other aspects of yeah, if of, you think about it right yeah because yeah, like you become more well-rounded in everything you do and it helps absolutely with every aspect of what type uh, of music do you listen to oh dude i'm a huge 90s kid let's go get it like For, blink 182 forget it blink bush no doubt all that stuff like nirvana uh you know even uh I mean, Tool, uh, Tool. 311. That's like my favorite uh, band. Sublime. Look at this. Sublime. Thro- my favorite band, Third Eye Blind. Okay. Third Eye Blind. Fucking Third Eye Blind, man. Third Eye Blind, man. Like I, one of the one of the last shows that I went to before you know shit hit the fan around here and around the world really uh, was a Third Eye Blind show in uh, Atlantic City. And that's uh, amazing. I, it was it was if that was going to be the last show I get to see live for a little while. I'm glad it was that one. You know, I saw a TikTok in 1996. Apparently, the number one song that's the year I was born was Macarena. <laughs> I, saw, I saw that. I was like, this can't be accurate, right? But you think about it, the Macarena is a huge fucking song. I just didn't know it came out in 96. Yeah, dude. 90s it, music is the best. Bro. It, it really is. And even to this day, like whenever I'm going somewhere, if I'm in the office, just whatever. Throwback playlist. 90s music. I don't I don't mess around with anything past like 2000, 2005. So there's no two. there's no new cats? You don't know Megan Thee Stallion? Who? I'm a savage. Is that it? Is that you've, had, a, you've heard that song before? That's a thing. Yeah, How's classy, it bougie. Oh, rashy. okay, okay. There was there, there was a point in time, but I I never okay. I don't know who sings that. I don't know where that's from. <laughs> I don't, dude. You guys are you guys, not you guys, for nothing though. You should. I'm dead serious. You should put your uh, your drone footage and stuff on TikTok. TikTok. I swear he hates TikTok, but. As far as an, an algorithm, I haven't been ticking with the talking, dude. Man, it, I, you just get eyeballs on your stuff, man. It's insane. Yeah. It's like for that for that opportunity, like because I I very rarely see like drone footage and stuff. Mm-hmm. If you could fill that niche with just like cool shots, because it's a minute long content, little mm-hmm. bite sized piece of content, you could take stuff that you filmed for the last ten years and throw mm-hmm. it up on there. You are probably go huge. probably hundred percent right. Here's and this is something for you guys also to take forward with you. Uh, you know, going through as you progress through this. You know, I hope to see next time we sit down, you guys are in a studio. I mean, this is this is the beginning. I mean, you see where Amazon and Apple and all these people, they all start from a garage, man. You guys are in a legit studio with some sick mics. Keep this in mind, man. Uh, as, as you progress, there are, there's going to be a certain people that you want to, um, you know, appeal to, you know? And that that's not to say that I don't want to appeal to anybody on TikTok. It's not that. It's just that, perfect example. I was on a shoot and there was this guy, he's a DIT. And what he does, he's a loader. He like, he, he, he saves all the data from the shoot. So everything is, is archived and done everything. And this guy's setup was just so freaking sick. He was just so freaking sick. I was like, dude, I need to like, I need your, your, your details, your number. Like how much do you charge? What's your day rate, man? He's like, uh, I'm like, well, what's your, what's your, what's your, uh, what's your, what's your contact information? He's like, he goes, he's like, kid, the people who have to know me, know me. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, this guy's whipped like, out a sixteen-inch dick, dude. I was like, oh, I was fuck. like, whoa, <laughs> oh my that's God. freaking cool. I dig that. I get it. And um, my guess, to some degree, you're right. Getting eyes on my on my stuff is is okay, but like, that's not really where I'm going. I'm sure TikTok it serves many different purposes, but the type of people that are going to call me for work, I'm, I'm probably not going to find much of them on TikTok. And that's why I barely post any of my work on Instagram. Like I, I, I was going to ask, I barely very post interesting. Take. I barely, because most of my clients are not coming from Instagram. Right. They're coming from, I was on a shoot with another dude who saw what I did and right. liked the way we did business. And that was that I was going to, ask you know, and that's not to, that's not to discredit Instagram or anything. Absolutely not. Because I do get some business from Instagram, but that's not the, that's not the larger majority where I get it from, and I'm grateful for it. But it's not the, 
more along of the clientele I'm going for, mm-hmm. uh, for, for what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but you know, there, there's, there's money to be made out there. Absolutely. You're 100% right. Uh, but I'd much rather stick the level of what this guy is saying. The people who have to know me, know me and, and, you know, carry See, that. With at, where you're going. I hear that. And I'm like, it's, it's a badass uh, delivery. It's a badass statement. But at the same time, like, I just, I don't know. I just feel like no matter what, there are new people to meet that, could You're really could really shake things up in a, in a big are way. Absolutely right. You are absolutely right. Um, I just feel like networking in general. Well, yeah, this is not speaking and to I, you personally. You know I'm how saying long it took me to get on Instagram, my man. I know. You know how long it took me to get on. I was, dude. Forget it, man. Even forget it. Like, I think you're talking about maximizing eyeballs on content, right? Mm, yeah. Whereas his like clientele, his approach just kind of speaks for itself. Like, if you go on a shoot, his caliber of work, the people are gonna call him. You know? Yeah. I don't, yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's, uh, there's, there's different levels of all of this. You know, there are people who want to go out and shoot real estate and, and, and that's all good. These are all different levels of business and we did that too. And then eventually you start to realize, I want to graduate to something else. I want to graduate to something else. Like you didn't have these mics probably, I don't know, a year ago. Did you have these mics a year we ago? Did, we did start with these. You <laughs> did? Oh, okay. All right. Well, then <laughs> I take that back. My bad. But you probably the won't. The tablecloth? Have, we didn't have the table. There, we see, not. things change. You move forward. You progress. You got lights. You got cameras. You got all this stuff. No, it, it you start to progress and you start to want something bigger, better. So you know, above. did you get that guy's contact info? <laughs> I'm sure I'll see him again on a shoot. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure I'll see him again. But I did. I did get his contact info. And he was, uh, when, when he said that to me, I was like, damn dog. No, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, that was my follow up. Like, how do you respond to that? Yeah. Like, you're like, I'm just going to walk away. Now. <laughs> I get it. That's the end of the conversation. I could. Tell. <laughs> so what is that, that next step? For, for the for the business, for the company? Like, what is the ideal? Or are you already there? Are you just living the dream to you the You know fullest? what? It's it, uh, the, my business has kept growing. Thank goodness. Uh, like I said, I'm very grateful for all of that. Uh, at this point, it's probably just going to be just growing up what we've already grown off of, you know, just more, more, more stuff. What, what, what I want to do, like I said uh, before, is to be able to create more of our own content. Uh, so, we are not just a production company, but we're also a creative agency. And because we've been so busy with shooting other people's projects, I've never been able to have the opportunity to go out and shoot one of my own ideas, like mm-hmm. one of my own things. And when COVID hit, I was like, wow, this is, if I don't do it now, I'm not going to do it ever again. So like, again, with the pilot lessons and to be able to shoot our own stuff. So I put together an idea. I wanted to go out and I thought it would be a super interesting idea to just go out into the city and just film the empty city streets when stuff was a crazy lockdown, man. Like, like there was nobody around, you know, like completely like, what the hell was going on? So I would go out super early in the morning into Manhattan, like four, five o'clock in the morning, wait for the sun to rise as the light was coming through the streets and start filming because the place was desolate. I mean, it was, it was, you couldn't even hear a church mouse rolling around. Like, forget it. The place was, the, the place was like an empty hallway and it was just the most spectacular thing I had ever seen. So I, that combined with a couple of creative angles that we decided to take, we shot uh, like a three part series of just a man walking through uh, Manhattan and made it look like there were a couple of messages in it, but super desolate. And for the first time in many years, we were actually able to shoot something. We edited it and we submitted it to a couple of film festivals. We got in and we won a bunch of them. Oh, wow. Let's go. And that was the first time. And like, so that was, that was the first nice. time that we were able to like sit down and do that. So to answer your question, moving forward, I would love to be able to have more time to uh, show that we are not just a company that uh, shoots content, 
but we create the content mm-hmm. as well. So more on a creative side, so you, you can't forget that as well because I mean, if you can prove that, then you know it's like it's it's just a whole nother level for us. You know, and that, that's really where I want to go with it. Satisfying like a creativity bug is one of the most satisfying. Oh yeah, dude. Especially oh, you've been saying you were creative forever. Man. Yeah, man. Forget it. Like I've been wanting to shoot something like that for ourselves for a long time. I just never had the opportunity to because everything just monkey wrenches keep getting thrown yeah. in our, into our situation. COVID for sure was, uh, you know. It still is a shit show, but if you do look at the glass half full, there was a lot of opportunity for yeah. like self-growth and just trying to figure out like new avenues of where you want to take your life. This morning, I spoke to a guy. I was at an FPV field. It's interesting the kind of people you run into these guys, uh, into these fields. And we were flying FPV, and he told me the very same thing. He's like, Eddie, you know, ever since, <clears throat> and I've flown with him every now and then, Eddie, ever since COVID hit, like I just started to reevaluate my life, realize what's more important. And I think a lot of people are doing that. And I hope that they are because when we come out of this, people are just going to be living differently generally. And I think they're going to start to focus more on what's important and then what isn't so important and start to, you know, cut the fat. And I, I think that's going to be super important for a lot of people coming out of this because there's a lot of stuff going on in a lot of people's heads right now, man. You know, people with families losing their business, losing all the time and money. And it's just uh, time to think, yeah. time to think. For sure. Holy shit. This was, first of all, when I, when I first DM'd you and you're like, yeah, you know, I don't know if your audience wants to hear what I have to I say. I don't think so. I, I still don't understand you, why the hell people You were fucking incredible. Wait, why, mm-hmm. do, why do you think that, though? Because I, I, I've watched you guys' show and I'm like, you guys are more, you know, hip with the hop or whatever. You, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just back around. But you guys are more like, you know, into like today's stuff. I'm, a, I'm just some freaking guy. We're man. into fucking conversation. I'm just some freaking guy. <laughs> but listen, you, you flies drones for you, a living. That's you, a lot of people. You're fly way more interesting, I think, than you give your credit than you give yourself credit for. For sure. I mean, well, people are going to walk away from this one with a lot of a lot of thinking to do. For sure. Maybe, I, I hope so. Maybe some so. drone pilots in the yeah. comments. Maybe some drone pilots. And uh, you know, if, if if you have people, I'll put that out there. If you have people that have questions or whatever, feel free to uh, you know reach out to me. I'm at Zismo Media on my Instagram. Zismo Media. That's uh, X I Z M O. If you have drone questions, I'm more than happy to like you know uh, answer them. Uh, you yeah, know, wherever wherever that comes from. We'll uh, we'll link all your stuff down yeah, below. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Man. Um, that's totally cool. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be it's the gonna people be that know him. The people that know him already know him. Yeah. guys, need to know he him. knows everybody already. All right, yeah, forget no, about it. Yeah. All right, so before we wrap up the show, yeah. we usually do a segment called uh, Grandmother of the Week. Oh yeah! I don't even want to know where this is going to. <laughs> like, yeah. where's it with you? Who knows? Long story short, you know, you say one or two nice things about your grandmother oh. if you'd like, and we feature the grandmother with a picture if you want. If not, we just you know oh. talk about them. Gosh, okay. I like to appreciate the generation, the grandmother that set of us the, up. All right, if well, she good at cooking. You know, any fond memories? She was very, uh, she was very good at cooking. My grandmother's name is Josephine. Um, uh, quick story, my uh, my grandfather moved to Venezuela. My, my grandmother's from Venezuela. Uh, my grandfather was Polish after World War II, moved to Venezuela, got hitched up. My grandmother's name is Josephine and she was an incredible cook and she was always so attentive to myself and, and to me and to my brother and my sister. Uh, I'll never forget her and I am grateful to have the opportunity to have, to have memories of her because that's that's so that could be very rare in a lot of situations where a lot of people just grow up and don't... Uh, don't really have the opportunity to meet or even have any memories of their grandparents. So yeah, yeah Josephine, she was uh Josefina. Uh, she is, uh, she was an incredible woman, an incredible woman for sure. Beautiful man. 
The relationships that we form. It's the most important thing, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely. Ed, thanks for coming on. Hey, man. thanks for having me, this man. Was fucking awesome. Yeah, I man, it was great seeing you guys. <laughs> Anything else you want to say before we wrap it up? Oh, man, keep your head up, man. Keep your head up. It's difficult in these times, but um, think about what you, what you want to do. Think about what you don't want to do. And if you have a passion, now's the time to do it. Yes, sir. Now, go do it. Phil, any final words? Say hello to your grandmother. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for watching. Subscribe, hit the like button, leave some comments, let us know what you think about this fucking fire episode right here. (laughs) And we'll see you guys next week at 12 p.m. EST. As usual, peace, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you later. Bye.